and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, Queen Elizabeth. May she rest in peace. 96 years old. That's a life, ain't it? I mean, good grief. Very long life. 70 years on the throne. The longest out of any king or queen in the monarchy's history. We'll talk about that. The, the reactions and what this means for the world going forward. Also, Duke Volleyball says, hey, man, we know there was, invest there was an investigation. We know that no racial slur was actually spewed at our volleyball player but check it out it doesn't really matter we're going to stand with our girls regardless we'll talk about that in a minute also washington dc being overtaken if you will or i don't want to say overtaken that's the wrong word inconvenienced by a few busloads of illegal aliens from the southern border they're complaining talking about oh we're a border town now now if you were a border town it'd be a lot worse you're talking about y'all got 5,000 illegal aliens total. They're getting 5,000 per day. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, Memphis mayhem. There's a lot happening in Memphis. I live in Tennessee, but I don't live over that way. And I'm not going to go visit anytime soon. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, California minimum wage, 22 an hour for fast food workers. We'll talk about all those things more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you are hearing thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff for me. Sorry I wasn't here on Wednesday. I just be doing too much. And I, I knew I was going to be busy, but I forgot to notify that I wasn't going to be able to do the show. But I'm back. I'm not going to miss many more shows. Y'all please just bear with me. Y'all... But y'all always got my back, so thank you for being here on this show right now, this Saturday. And also, if you don't know, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available for free on your favorite audio streaming platform tomorrow, which would be Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. Links for that will be in the box, or just go to your favorite audio streaming platforms and search ABL live. I should pop right on up. So we got a lot of topics, but before we get to the topics, shout out to the sponsors. Of course, shout out to my particular websites, anthonyblogan.com. If you don't know, check it out. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. You can find articles for each video that I produce on the website. So if there's ever a question, hey, ABL, where'd you get that source? Where'd you get that piece of information? Just go to the website, find the article that corresponds with the video, and you'll be able to see that I cite my sources at the end of the article. Check it out right there. Please fact check me. If you think that I'm incorrect, um, inaccurate, or whatever you want to call it, fact check me, and we'll figure out who's correct and who's incorrect. But that's that. Also, go to the contact page on anthonyblogan.com. That's anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. You can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media platforms. Aside from YouTube, you have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that's right there on the contact page. If you guys are getting hit up in the comment section, 
You got some dude talking about, hey, call me on WhatsApp and I'm going to talk to you about cryptocurrency. I promise that's not me. I'm not going to solicit you in the comment section ever, 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 ever. You will only be able to talk to me right here, like on this platform, or if you email me at contact at anthonyblogan.com. Again, contact at anthonyblogan.com. But again, my email address is on the website. But do not fall for these YouTube comments talking about contact somebody. I would never give you my phone number. I would never give you a text or WhatsApp or nothing like that. So do not, do not, do not, do not, do not engage in those particular uh, spam messages you get on YouTube. So that's my PSA for the day about that one. Hopefully everybody receives that message and receive, receive it kindly. I'm not trying to attack anybody and their mental ability. I'm just saying sometimes things happen and we got to be on our toes looking out for each other. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said I'm looking tired. I'm, I'm perfectly rested. I just had a nap. Matter of fact, I feel amazing. I feel like a million dollars, but yeah, thank y'all for being here yet again. Also shout out to ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H.com. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website. ablmerch.com. Dot com. Check it on. Now, also, you could find these beautiful handmade wooden flags on the right behind me and ones that are different, whatever you want for yourself, custom make it over at bhedesigns.com. The link will be in the description box. And I'm reading some more comments here, so y'all please pardon me if I get a little bit off track. Happy birthday to Judy Davis. I'm seeing the comments. Congratulations. My birthday is on the 22nd, so Shout out to you, September babies. We are the best, and everybody knows it. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy, enjoy your birthday, and I'm glad you're here with us celebrating your birthday. Couldn't be nowhere else, right? Right here, this is the best place to be. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. And also, shout out to uh, PatriotPost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on the Internet. Link for them will be in the description Links to everything, links to all my sponsors, my website, whatever you need, link will be in the description box below the video. If you're listening to me on a podcast platform, there should be some kind of description section somewhere. Find all the links right there. And the easiest way, the, the, the best way would be to go straight to my website. You can find everything you want on anthonyblogan.com. Matter of fact, just Google me and you'll find what you need. All right? So... We got a whole lot going on. We're going to get to uh, Whitney says birthday is tomorrow. Well, happy early birthday to you, uh, Whitney. Uh, you, you just turned 30. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> I'll be knocking on 40 pretty soon. So as I'm, as I'm leaving 40, you'll be just getting into 40. I mean, pardon me into 30, not 40. I don't want to age you too prematurely. So shout out to you. All right. And th thank you for the beard compliments. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. We'll see if it lasts, but thank y'all for, for that. Now, where do I start? I'm not really sure where to begin. I think I'm going to start with uh, Washington, D.C. and illegal aliens. I I'm going to start with that because I want to get to Queen Elizabeth, Memphis mayhem. I've been watching the whole Memphis thing. I've just not done videos on it, really. I well, I did the one about the jogger, and I, I saw the one with the guy where he was shooting up stuff randomly. Matter of fact, I'm going to start with that, actually, because that's, kind of that's kind of a rough story. So I'm going to start with that, and then I'm going to get into some of the other stuff. 
Okay, let's let's do that first. I'm I'm already right here. I'm already I already didn't say half the story anyway. So Memphis, first of all, if you don't know about Memphis in the sea, Memphis has been a dangerous place for a long time. Now, if you're living in certain parts of the city, I guess it could be okay. If you're living in Mississippi, <laughs> South Haven and stuff like that, I guess it could be okay. If you're living in little pockets that's not uh South Memphis, North Memphis, Orange Mound, <laughs> all that, you know. If you're not living in these dangerous parts, I guess it could be okay. But I tend, like, I avoid it. People always ask me, hey, man, you ever go to Memphis? I'm like, why? First of all, I live way on the east side of the state. I'm closer to North Carolina and Georgia. I'm not over there by Mississippi River. That's like Arkansas. Um, you're closer to, what, like Arkansas, uh, Mississippi. I'm not over there. Okay, and I have no reason to go over there. And as a matter of fact, if I ever had to drive over there for whatever the reason may be, which is far, that's like about a five-hour, four-and-a-half, five-hour drive from where I'm at right now. That's all the way across the state. That's from one end of the state to the other. We got kind of a cigar-shaped state, and we're at opposite ends. But if I had to drive over there, I would avoid the Memphis area. It's been dangerous for a long time. Everybody knows it. If you ever watched the first 48, they are a feature on the first 48. If you don't know what that is, think about Think about cops, but more of a produced version where they go into the interrogation room and they're talking to people. They get them to tell. They get them some Popeye's chicken, um, you know, a little Coca-Cola, something, some McDonald's, and they're going to tell everything. Yeah, it was little Mike Mike down the street. He pulled the trigger. You tell all that for a, a McFlurry and a Whopper with a, 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 a large fry. You would tell everything about the whole hood for a happy meal, literally. But anyway, I digress. This is a very dangerous city. Memphis is, and it's been like that for a long time. But there have been a few stories that have broken recently that kind of reinforced that. And the one story I did was about the jogger, where you have a career criminal who apparently kidnapped and murdered a jogger. Now, this story was crazy because it could have been kind of a murder for hire, or a kidnap for hire ransom type situation. First of all, the guy that did it, as I said, was a career criminal, has a record going all the way back to 12 years old. He did 20 years in the penitentiary, but his record at 12 years old, you're talking about sexual assault. At 12 years old, he assaulted a woman. 12 years old, okay? Went, went to jail for it and everything. This was the actual thing he got convicted for. Uh, there was quite a few th things he had in his in his juvenile record. And then as he got to be an adult, what he did was he kidnapped a lawyer. And what he did was forced a lawyer to go to different ATMs around the city to withdraw money. Now, luckily, he didn't kill the lawyer. The lawyer came out later before he died, not related to the kidnapping and carjacking. But the lawyer came out and said that he was lucky that he didn't die that day because he easily could have because... It was a gunpoint kidnapping and robbery type situation. So that gunpoint could have easily been gunpoint and shoot. You know what I mean? So that's what that was. So the 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 lawyer lived to tell the story, but the guy got caught, went to jail 20 years. So is it a soft on crime type thing? I'm not really sure. I mean, for what he did, I think 20 years might have been appropriate. I don't know. Did he assault the guy at the same time? I, I don't know. Regardless of what's going on, he did 20 years in a joint. He came back. 
And I think 2020, now here he is again, kidnapping somebody else, but this time the person wound up dead. So he was on, I guess, the campus of U of M, University of Memphis, and he had this SUV where he forced the young lady into the actual vehicle. And her name is Eliza Fletcher. Eliza Fletcher. I think she was 34 years old and the guy was 38 years old. But anyway, he forced her into the vehicle and her body was found not far from some apartments where he was spotted. Now, I don't know if he lived there, whatever the case may be, but they saw him um, cleaning out the SUV because he probably killed her right there in the vehicle. But the guy had been a career criminal for a long time. I, I mean, should he been on the streets? No, he shouldn't have been, but he did 20 years. So it was like, what more can you do? Can you just say guys like that should like, can you identify a person that's going to be a menace? It doesn't really matter how long they do in jail. When they come out, they're going to be a menace. You know, if a guy gets 40 years in the penitentiary for kidnapping and robbery and he comes home and does the same thing, how could you really prevent that aside from just keeping them in there for the rest of their life? I don't really know what the, what the solution is, but I do know a lot of these guys don't get 20 years in the penitentiary. A lot of these guys will commit heinous acts of violence, get out in a very short period of time, a year, two years, three years, and then do the same thing when they come out. And other guys, they might commit the heinous, heinous act of violence and get out on bail for the trial. We saw that in New York City. One guy was an alleged murderer. He gets arrested and is released like that same night. ROR type thing. And what does he do? Of course, that same night or the next night, he kills somebody else. That could have been prevented. You know, he did, He wasn't even in jail before the trial. He was let out with no bail. At least this guy did 20 years in the joint for the kidnapping and, you know, the extortion, robbery, whatever it was. But anyway, that story is crazy. And that guy, I don't know if they got the death penalty in, in, in Tennessee. I, I think we do. But whatever it is, man, he, he can't come home anymore. Either it's going to be life, no parole, or the chair. Either one is fine. The chair might be a little bit more efficient if they can get her done in less than 20 years. You know, it's so weird. You got guys that mess around and die on death row before they actually get executed because they've been there so long. Like, they'll die of natural causes before the chair gets them on death row. That's ridiculous. But anyway, that's that story. And prayers out to lots of Fletcher's family. Very sad, very unfortunate. Oh, but I almost forgot the key detail. I almost forgot the key detail. Now, Liza Fletcher is not just a random person. Okay, this person is an heiress. Her grandfather was Joseph Orgold III. Now, he ran a hardware company worth millions of dollars. So she's an heiress of that particular fortune. Her grandfather was a billionaire with a B, a billionaire. This is somebody like Elon. Well, I'm not quite sure if he's Elon level, but when you think billionaire, what do you think? Elon, Bill Gates, et cetera. He may not be in the hundreds of billions of dollars, but he was a billionaire. So surely she was an heiress of his fortune. So could it have been that, that this guy knew that she had money or was it some kind of murder for hire type situation? I don't know what it was, but is it a coincidence that she just happens to be the heiress of a billionaire Memphis businessman? So 
The murder happened in Memphis. The guy's from Memphis. She's from Memphis. I mean, let's just put two and two together. Maybe he knew about her and her family. I don't know. But whatever the situation is, that could be a factor. And now she has passed away. May she rest in peace and prayers out to the family. Now, there's, there's more violence from Memphis. There was a guy shooting people randomly on Facebook. And I got I have video. Of course, this is a Memphis accent. You're not going to be able to understand it. I, I proving myself to understand all English from all over the world. You know, the guys that talk to you from India uh, or Philippines or whatever it is, some of that Chingrish, I understand that language. I understand some of that, that, that Caribbean, that Patois, um, different regions around the U.S., that California, um, that the Canadian, wh whatever the English is, I try to understand what, they, what they're saying. But this right here, I don't know what language this is, but English, to call it English is a little bit of a stretch. It's, it's a teeny bit of a stretch to call this English. Now, I'm going to find this right quick so y'all just hang tight. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff for me. That'll help me out tremendously. But so the, the other story, this guy, I think he killed four people and injured three more and, and random shootings, just random. This is a mass shooter. This is like... um like DC sniper, this is a mass shooter, but not much has been said on the media about it. Remember the whole thing with the guy, the the white guy targeting Asian um, like brothels or massage parlors, same thing. But he when he killed all those Asian girls or he was attacking them, whatever he was doing, that was really big story. That was covered by the media extensively. But because and you know why? Because he's a white guy. And if you had a rifle, makes it even better for them. Not for me, but for them as far as ratings are concerned. And to push the whole scary white guy AR-15 narrative. But this guy, some random dude in Memphis, is not quite the same way. They don't look at it the same way. So here's the video. Okay. Now, I'm going to play the video, and then I'm going to translate it. I might stop it at certain points to give you an idea of what he's talking about. And this is the guy that went around and... um shot I think seven people and I believe four so four are dead and three are wounded as far as I know right now that that could change because if anybody is critical and they go from stable to not stable that could change so here we go I won't show the actual video of the shooting but here's him talking you got sound all right we good Hold on, let's start it from the beginning. RP headphone users. He says, on God, these white folks are not going to like black people. Then, then they're going to march on the river saying white lives matter. He said it again. White folks are going to hate black people. Let me take this shit back to racism. I hope y'all ready. Take it back to racism. Hope y'all ready. I'm going to go here and go Zeke mode on number white people. He's going to go Zeke mode on nothing but white people. His name is um 
Ezekiel. So that's his nickname for himself, Zeke Mode, meaning I'm going to just go do random stuff, kill people, I suppose, is what he did. But he didn't just kill whites, he killed blacks too. I think his victims, as far as I know, at least two of them were black, a uh, woman and a man, like a, a young girl. Like, I don't know if she was underage, but she was looked pretty young to me. And, and a man that might have been like 30-something years old, a black man. And a white, it was just random, white, black, whatever. I get any white hole on the side of me, don't get popped tonight. Oh, if, if it's any white girl on the side of me, they're getting killed tonight. I just shot a white old man. I'm going to shoot a white old lady. Say so he, so he just shot a white old man. He's going to shoot a white old lady with a grandkids in the car. Wild grandkids in the car. So this, this is this is what you got to do with, you know, these these kind of guys. I mean, like, and, and a tip for you guys, a tip, just a tip. If you ever if you ever go to Atlanta, Memphis, Birmingham, any kind of you see young dude, young black dude wearing this kind of mask. If you see them, if you see about three of them with, it, with that mask on at a gas station, go somewhere else because your life is in danger. Your life is in danger. If you see this. Three of them at a gas station that night, you you, you you could die. It's a toss up. You might die. You might get robbed. I'm I'm being I'm dead serious. Go somewhere else, please. Don't do it. And you know, it's so much I want to say about this this type of situation. Guys like this, when you see guys like this, it's like they're irredeemable. They have no remorse. And then the argument is made, well. Let's go ahead and get that abortion mill cracking because guys like this are probably, they, they've probably been this way their entire life. But see, people like this fuel the abortion industry. Because let me tell you something right quick, and I'm going to come back and talk about some more stuff. Everyone sees that kind of behavior in the hood and stuff like that all the time. They see it. So their solution, it doesn't matter you know, and a lot of times it's mostly the, the um, progressive so-called because it did live right there next to him. The solution is, okay, let's go have the mother go to the abortion mill and kill the baby because I don't want to be in Whole Foods and this old fourth war Atlanta or um, Harlem, New York city, walking my dog. I don't want to be going to Whole Foods, going to the Pilates class and have three of these uh, hooligans with these, what they call them, push shisty masks running up on me and knocking me out stealing my dog, stealing my purse, killing me, assaulting me. I don't want it to happen. So let's crank the abortion mills up. So guys like this, they, they, they fuel that whole industry, in my opinion. They, they fuel it. They fuel it. And then what am I to say? What am I to say? All I can say is, let's not kill innocent babies. But then you got guys like this. It's like, is that an innocent baby? How, at, at what point did he become a, a, a just completely brainless killer terrorizing the streets and there's a lot of guys just like that maybe not killing a bunch of people in one day but it's a lot of guys like that they will have no problem shooting and killing you for no reason at all no reason not even a robbery not even a, a contract type thing just because I'm, I'm out here with a gun on board i'm gonna kill people and, and then i'm gonna film it on social media so everybody can see it it's crazy i know so many guys well, I've seen a lot of guys. I'm not going to say I know. That's a, that's a strong word to say I know these guys. But a lot of guys I'm familiar with, I know of, and they know of me. I've seen them get shot on Facebook Live. I've seen two guys I know get shot on Facebook Live. Like, I've, I saw it actually happen. Not live, but I saw it after the fact. 
I was like, man, that's so-and-so that got shot right there on Facebook Live. One guy got put in the wheelchair after that. Young boy, 22 years old. I mean, but that's that's what's happening right now in Memphis. Both of those stories, the jogger and the 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 the, the masked up dude killing people, both in Memphis. Was there one more story? I think that might have been it from Memphis. But people are saying, hey, you know, the crime's getting out of control. There was a reporter lady um, crying because of all the stuff that was going on. I mean, now, to make a reporter at Memphis cry, you got to be doing a lot in the city. There's got to be a lot going on in the city because, I mean, good grief. It, it, it's been like that for a long time in the city. All right, so here's the um, the reporter lady. And then I'm, I promise I'll move on to maybe a little bit of a brighter topic. So, all right, hold on. Can we put it up? Oh, wrong button. There we go. And I know... Memphis is tired right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm with you all. Memphis is tired right now. The Elias Fletcher kidnapping and abduction and murder. The other crimes we've had this year leading up to this. It's difficult right now. Bear with me. It's a very nerve-wracking night. Now, the thing about Memphis, also, Democrat-run city, I'm sure, in general, they're soft on crime. Like I said, the guy got 20 years for the kidnapping, but in general, they're probably pretty soft on crime. So when you have these guys that don't really care about the law, that don't really care about going to jail, that don't really care about being caught, they don't really care about life, they're going to do stuff like this over and over. You know, there's a lot of big cities, high black population, high poverty population, that does not have the issues that Memphis has. Okay, Atlanta does not have Memphis problems. Atlanta has a bunch of weird problems. Atlanta is a strange place. It really is. You're not going to see a bunch of guys just shooting randomly, but you will see a bunch of shootings. But a lot of the times the shootings are targeted. It's like gang on gang. Um, it's a robbery. It's a lot of car breaking, vehicle theft, that kind of thing. It's not so much of the senseless, brainless Memphis crime going on. Not necessarily. I mean, that does happen, but not as much as Memphis, in my opinion. You know, going to Atlanta a lot and knowing about Memphis, being in Tennessee, hearing about Memphis is not quite the same way. But it can be depending upon how Atlanta goes in the future with their with the um, with the prosecution. Shout out to the new prosecutor they have um, trying to crack down on some of these gangs. That's a good start. And they need to do the same thing in Memphis, crack down on the gangs and crack down on just the random violence that happens. Yeah, but a Atlanta is weird. Atlanta is a strange place. You could be in one part of the city. It's like Shangri-La, it's peace, it's just happiness, it's sunshine. But in the other part, right around the corner, you can be in a, a, a complete war zone. Wear a Kevlar vest, helmet, the whole nine yards because it's not safe. You be driving your car, whistling Dixie, having a good old time. All of a sudden, you go down the wrong street, your back window shatter, and now you got glass on your on, on your fitted hat. You got glass on your beard. It's like what's going on. Hey, man, you're the wrong part of town, shorty. That's how that goes. It's, it's like that that quick. But in Memphis, the danger is everywhere. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but not really. But I digress. We got a few more topics on deck. I don't want to spend too much time on the M-Town. Let's go to speaking about big cities and 
crime and whatnot. <clears throat> Let's talk about the Washington, D.C. issue with the illegal aliens. Now, shout out to um, shout, shout out to Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. Remember when he said that he was going to send a bunch of illegal aliens on buses to D.C., maybe even New York City as well, but definitely D.C. Why D.C.? Because that's where the politicos are. No, the politicos don't run D.C., but that's where they live. That's where they play. That's where they hang out. So maybe they'll get the message. Maybe they get the picture if the issue that's on the southern border is right in front of their face every day. If they go down Adams Morgan and they see a bunch of illegal aliens from China speaking Mandarin, talking about, you know, can I get some food, you know, all that, you know, Nihao, Nihao. It's I talk about all that good stuff. It's like, okay, now you might have a problem. And now, of course, it is a problem. You get Muriel Bowser talking about can I get the National Guard? And they may only have like 5,000 illegal aliens. And they're talking about, oh, we need the National Guard. We're a border town now. It's like, well, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. First of all, you guys are not dealing with anywhere near the volume of the, of the border. The volume on the border is nowhere near the paltry amount you guys have gotten from the border towns. You're getting the taste of it. You're not getting the full scope. Okay. Number one, but number two, what are we talking about? You guys, Muriel Bowser, Washington, DC elite, the people that run DC, the people that are politicos in DC, you guys wanted Joe Biden. You guys said Trump was a racist for the border wall. You guys said that Trump was a racist for wanting to have ice be stronger Border, border Patrol be stronger. He was racist for that. And now that he's gone, you reversed all of that, and now you don't like it. Or maybe you like it for the border towns, but not for yourself. But now since you got to do with it, things change now, huh? You want to have emergency, uh, state of emergency in D.C. You want to call the National Guard. National Guard for what? National Guard for who? I thought that diversity was our strength. I thought that illegal immigration was our strength. But now all of a sudden it isn't. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Hey, the, hip the hypocrisy is beyond real. Let me see if I can find a couple of clips here from um, the, the, the main clip is from the D.C. city councilman or woman. Uh, I, got, I got to use the correct terms, I suppose. But here is the video from the councilwoman about how the blame for this is not on us. It's on someone else. So check it out. So it's been said, but it's worth reiterating that the governors of Texas and Arizona have created this crisis and the federal government has not stepped up to assist the District of Columbia. So we, um, along with our regional partners, will do what we've always done. We'll rise to the occasion. And we've learned from border towns. So basically, she's trying to blame the issue of the border crisis on Texas and New Mexico. How does that make any sense? You think they want the border crisis to be going on? Who, who's really responsible for the crisis? It's your people. It's the Biden administration. It's the Biden regime. They're the ones responsible. Now, you're trying to blame Texas and New Mexico for sending illegal aliens your way. Well, I mean, they got to go somewhere, don't they? You want them just to be right there at the border and just languishing, just not having anything to do, no work, no food, no nothing. You want the border towns to deal with it. They don't have the resources to deal with it. They're not getting the federal 
money to federal help. So let's send them to where the federal help is right there in D.C. Now, can they get it? And if they don't get it, whose fault is it? Is it Greg Abbott? Is it Mexico's governor? Or is it your, you guys' fault in D.C. as the district and the federales who are in D.C. governing the whole nation? Whose fault is it? Okay, so don't blame the governors of these states that are being inundated by the policies that you guys support. Blame the policies that you guys support. That's how it works. But see, now they're upset. Now they got to try to do things to fix the whole situation. Uh, I got more videos here. Hold on one second. Oh, and actually, you know what? I, I was talking about them um, potentially. Well, I said they're, they're, they're not really blaming the federales, but they kind of are blaming the federales. Just check it out right here. So you see what this says. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the Biden administration is partly to blame for the response to migrant arrivals from border. Let's check it out. Get the questions. Yes. Mayor Bowser, why have you not come out more forceful against the Biden administration on what's happening? Um, I, I so the question was, why have you come out more forceful against the Biden administration for what's happening, meaning the, the border crisis? Because really, it's the Biden administration's fault. If not for the open border, if not for the inability to secure the border, properly with a wall fencing agents laws being enforced without all those things in place that the Biden administration took away you're going to have an influx of illegal aliens all over the country I've said frequently what we need from the federal government uh, I've said frequently how disappointed I am um, that our first need uh, for more people on the ground uh, that helps to respond for, to a humanitarian crisis quickly. Uh, we have called on the National Guard and been uh, granted the National Guard a few dozen times since I've been mayor, so I'm very disappointed in that. And also, I'm very disappointed in not having a federal site um, that we can use. So is he partly to blame here, then? Is the federal government... The president. Yes. The president, the White House, and anybody else who was involved in the National Guard not being granted for the district's humanitarian response. Yes. There it is. So... She won't, she won't come out and say Joe Biden sucks, like we'll say, but she might as well have. So if you're going to say something like that, then how can you at the same time blame Texas and Mexico? The, the, the blame has to go with people at the top, the people that have invited the illegal aliens to come here in the first place. That's the federal government of the USA, not um, state governors. That's not how that works at all. All right. But yeah, so, I mean, I like the fact that this is working. Greg Abbott was a genius for this plan to send them to Washington, D.C., because now they got to deal with it. Before, it was over there. So out of sight, out of mind, right? We're in Washington, D.C. We're far away. We don't care about what's happening in your podunk little border town in Texas, Mexico. We don't care nothing about that. You got a problem, so what? Deal with it. You got 10,000 aliens on your, on your back porch, camping out, doing whatever they want to do, cooking all kind of crazy food, capturing animals, capturing dogs, and eating them. And, hey, you got that going on? That's a personal problem to me. I can't do nothing for you. That is pretty much the message from the federal government. So I was like, okay, check it out. What we're going to do is give you a taste of our problem. Take that. 
Take that. Now they want to start crying, as was predicted. So shout out to Greg Abbott for that genius move. You know, I, I think this should be the, the way that it goes. If any liberal city supports mass illegal immigration, how about those same liberal cities be the one to host them? You know, just like what California is doing with the whole free um, hotels. Now cover that story here because so-called houseless people need somewhere to stay, right? So uh, certain hotels will be required to list their vacancies every, every night. So they got vacancies. It doesn't matter if it's a low-end little roach motel or a high-end resort-type spot, five-star spot. Okay, you got a little dude with uh, a waiter outfit on, uh, giving you room. You got, you got the little dish with the, the metal thing on top. It's a raw chicken up underneath. Okay, you got a, you got a nasty raw chicken in, in your hotel room that costs $1,000. They, they're giving that to the homeless person because there's a vacancy. Okay, there could be a convention going on. It could be whatever. And you can be right next door to a whole meth user. What part of the game is that? That's crazy. I refuse. I refuse. <clears throat> I can't do a thing with it. Not, not in the least bit. All right. But that could be what other parts of the country do. Bringing in so many illegal aliens. And my thing is people want to call people like myself racist, but, but never. It's not even about being racist. It's about just wanting people to follow the law because I am a law-abiding citizen. If I break the law, then there's going to be problems. If I break certain laws, I can go, I can go to jail. You know, that, that could be a problem for me. But these guys that come to the border illegally doing whatever they want to do, then all of a sudden, oh, it's not really, it's, it's, it's just whatever. Let them, let them come in. Like, like, no, 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 no. We, we're not going to do that. We, we're not going to have that happen. If I got to go, then you got to go. We're, we're going to go hand in hand to jail, to the penitentiary. That's how that's, how that's going to be. Point blank, period. You know, that's, that's kind of where I stand on it. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about, oh, be sympathetic, be sensitive. Well, how about I get a free pass to break the law and we do it like that. And speaking about free passes to break the law, have you guys heard about this particular thing from, what is this? Uh, is it Indiana or Illinois? I think it's Indiana. Um, hold on. Safety Act in Illinois. Let me let me uh, find this video right quick and I'll put it on the screen. Yeah, because that whole thing is crazy. You basically got to be, it's like, it's like the purge in, in real life. So here's Safety Act. I may do a video about this separately, but I'll play this right here if you hadn't seen it. I'm sure most of you guys have seen this, or you may have seen a thumbnail of it and didn't watch it, as have I. I've seen a thumbnail of it, but I didn't see the whole thing. I saw bits and pieces, but I've not seen the whole thing until right now. So let's go ahead and check it out. This video, I'll put it in my favorites on Twitter, and i also retweet it right now. So if you want to see it there, Later, you can find it on my Twitter page. I can't even begin to tell you how dangerous this act is. First, it was passed in the middle of the night with 40 minutes to read an 800-page bill, which is unacceptable. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes 
but isn't limited to kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. So if there's no cash bail for all these offenses, second-degree murder, like violent crimes, not just, okay, you had some weed or something in your backpack, violent crime, crimes with actual real victims you can identify, somebody that got seriously injured, somebody that's been assaulted in some kind of way, okay? Somebody that had a serious head-on collision. I mean, all kind of stuff. Somebody drunk driving, crashing into a car, seriously injuring those inside, no cash bail. So does that mean they can just get let out, ROR, release some recognizance, and it's, it's fine? How does it make any sense? Obviously, if you have a second-degree murder charge or a DUI crash, you are probably a danger to yourself and others. You, you probably shouldn't be out on the street. That is a recipe for disaster, for sure. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed, and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. I want to remind voters that several elected officials that will be on the ballot in Orland Park voted for this abomination. Senator Michael Hastings, Senator Emile Jones, and Representative Justin Slaughter all voted to put criminals ahead of the safety of law-abiding citizens and police. In particular, Senator Hastings, who personally told me that this, that this bill, that he had a family, and that this bill was horrible, and there was no way he would vote for it, an outright, an outright lie that in my opinion disqualifies him to hold his office. I will gladly cast my vote for, the re for this resolution and demand the repeal of the Orwellian named Safety Act. So that is crazy. Now, a few things that were crazy about that, obviously the whole thing about you could be released on zero cash bail for very violent att attempt murder. I mean, come on. Or second-degree murder? Like, you could kill somebody and get let out with no bail? Or you could be suspected of killing someone and get let out with no bail? And also, the whole thing about trespassing. So, like you said, there could be a squatter in your property. They can live in your shed. They could do whatever they want, for the most part. And the police can't remove them. And you got to figure out what's the appropriate thing to do to remove them. And you got to understand that if you do the wrong thing, if you go too far, now you're in trouble. I mean, we've seen that before on this channel, haven't we? Where there was a squatter on somebody's house and the lady called the police and they couldn't really do anything because the lady said she was a tenant. It was a, it was a weird thing. Now, it was slightly different in the case of the so-called tenant because there might have been some money that exchanged hands or whatever, but not for that period of time. The point remains the same that she couldn't really do anything to her, although in reality, she was kind of squatting or trespassing. Now, in this case, it could be no money exchanging hands. You could just come home one day, and a guy breaks into your shed, brings his crack equipment in there like Hunter Biden, 
brings a whole Hunter Biden crack equipment kit from Amazon. He's in there, smoke, smoke a crack, meth, whatever he wants to do. You call the police, they give him a ticket, and you got to figure out a way to get him out of there without getting yourself hemmed up because they'll probably end up protecting him more than they'll protect you in that situation. It's crazy. It's totally crazy, and at a certain point, it's the law that they're referencing that's the issue. That That is the issue. So, yeah. I mean, Illinois, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Does it go into effect? Is it is it a law now? Was it signed off? As as of right now, it's an act, but it's going to go into effect in 2023. You guys let me know if it's a law or just an act or if it, is it kicking around still? Did it get signed off on by the governor? You let, you let me know what's going on. <laughs> Shed, lock, sale, skyrocket. Yeah, man, you, you got to do something to protect yourself. How about gun sales are skyrocketing? Gun sales have been continuously going through the roof because we see what's going on. We see what's coming. We see what's afoot. We see what's afoot. We see that the nation is going to be less secure because of the police being hump, being being hamstrung. They can't really do anything. And then the, how can I say, the encouragement of crime due to lack of prosecution, lack of arrest, lack of incarceration, not the way it should be. People are still going to the penitentiary, but they're getting shorter sentences and they're getting release of no bail for very violent crimes. People understand that it's going to get more dangerous as a result. So I got to have my weapon. I got to have my pistol to be able to protect whatever I got. Okay. I, I got to be able to get it done. So that's, that's what that is. Or how about a guy squats on your front lawn, on your front lawn? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live right here. Or a guy builds a tent on the sidewalk right in front of your house. What you going to do? You calling the police. Man, we can't do nothing about it. It's a ticket. It's crazy. So we'll, we'll see what goes on. But I hope that if you're living in Illinois, you're able to escape to a safe place because that does not seem like it's something that I want to be involved with. Not in the least bit. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And where are we at now? We got quite a few topics on deck. Um, <clears throat> oh, let's talk about the queen, Queen Elizabeth. She has passed away at age 96. Long life, very long life, almost one century of life. And she was on the throne since the early 50s, 1952, when her father passed away. She became the queen at age 25. So she served for seven years. It's a long time to do anything, to do anything. It don't matter what it is. You could be a dog walker playing basketball. 70 years is a long time to do anything. And to be the queen of England for that long, long time. Now, like I said in my video, I'm not tied. I'm not really, I'm not really tied to this story in any kind of way because I don't really, it's not, it doesn't really affect me personally. It's just a story that I'm going to cover. Um, I can't really say when I was a kid that I wanted, to, I wanted to be the queen or nothing like that. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to be a power ranger and the X-Men and a, and a, um, and a transformer, not that transformer. I'm talking about Optimus Prime. I'm talking about Decepticons, you know, uh, uh, that's that. 
I didn't want to be what today is considered a transformer, but that's a different story. And I digress. The whole point is that I never really cared too much about the Royal family like that. It just wasn't really something that I had any interest in. If there's a story that's popular, I'll cover it and talk about it. And I'll give my two cents on it. I'll give an, an educated point of view on it. I'll do some research to figure out what's going on. But beyond that, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really one way or the other. I've seen all kind of responses on the internet. People talking about cracker dog devil. Oh, I said the C word, but I'm, I'm talking about like table crackers, like saltine with, with, with cheese and, and the pepperonis. That's what I'm, talk, I'm talking about the food. So don't nobody get offended. Don't nobody flag the video talking about food. Anyway, all the racial slurs in the world, uh, they're talking about uh, she was a white supremacist. She was a colonizer, looted African nations, all kind of stuff. But you know what? Let's say that the kingdom of Great Britain or UK, whatever, let's say they did that. But talk about her reign for the past 70 years. What did she do? She oversaw the independence of like 30 something nations or it was quite a few nations like, I don't know, Nigeria, Jamaica, etc. Under her reign was the end of the British Empire, because at one point the British Empire was like they had a stranglehold on the whole world. I mean, not at the same time, but they had it was now the U.S. The 13 colonies, obviously, they had them before, you know, something happened. They had Canada, Australia, New Zealand, um, what else? Uh, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, um, South Africa, uh, like what else? Zimbabwe, I think, Nigeria, a lot of um, Jamaica, of course, a lot of other um, Caribbean islands, the British Virgin Islands. They had quite a bit of the world under their crown, of the British Empire, the Kingdom of Great Britain. From one little small island in, in the North um, uh, Atlantic or whatever that is right there, the, the almost the Arctic Circle, from that one island, they had almost the entire world up under their rule. But that went away under the Queen. So if the, like, it's like, what do people want? Do you want them to stay as a quote-unquote colonizer? Or do you want them to move away from that? Do you want them to, 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 to go the other direction and grant independence? Like, what do you want? You want reparations and stuff like that? I mean, is that what it is? We're not really sure. I don't really understand. But she most certainly oversaw the decline of the empire. I'm not going to say the decline of the, of the country. That's, that's kind of debatable. But the empire most certainly declined and went away. But like 97, right? So anyway, so that happened. And also, what was well, something else about the queen? Um, oversaw the end of um, the empire, 70 years. Oh, the whole thing about um, Meghan Markle, that's funny. Oh, it was allegations of racism and stuff like that with no evidence of it. Could it happen? Sure. Was there evidence? No, of course not. And that whole thing was weird where I think Harry was just henpecked by Megan. Why, oh, why? If I'm part of the royal family, I'm not leaving the royal family. I'm going to stay right there. I'm, I'm getting paid to basically go out there and just wave and wave people, um, 
kiss babies, shake hands and stuff like that all over the world. I'm not leaving that. Why would I leave that to go do podcasts in California? And then the most embarrassing moment for Harry that I saw was when he was at a party with, I think it might've been Jay-Z, Beyonce, Bob Iger. Bob Iger was the CEO of Disney. Of Disney. Like, so you're talking about the parent company of ESPN, ABC. I mean, he was asking Bob Iger if he had some work for Megan, some voiceover work, voiceover work. You asking Bob Iger? It's like, you want to, you want to go on LinkedIn and put a resume in there? (laughs) Don't, don't, huh? You want to, you want to put a resume? You go from being part of the royal family, having your whole life set for you to begging Bob Iger to get a job for your wife. Oh, that was so embarrassing. Aside from the royal family, aside from all that extra stuff, as a man, that that hurt my heart. That hurt me so bad to see something like that, to see that man groveling. If I can find that video, I will. Give me one second. Um, I'll find it. And, of course, I will speak on Princess Diana. That's that's a really big one because that, that got really weird back then when that was going on. I was a young man, but I remember all that happening. Like, 97, I probably was, what, like, 12, 13, right around that time. So I remember all that happening. Um, okay. Here, here we go. Here, here's the video. Here, here's the video. Look, like I, I did not make it up. So I, I'm going to give you the whole rundown right here. So they're at a party. I'm not sure what this is. Is it a, um, a war show? So, oh, it's a Lion King premiere. And Leicester and Leicester swear. But this is 2019. So you have Harry, Prince, quote unquote, Prince Harry. That guy right there in the bow tie of the white guy is Bob Iger. The lady right there with the bun that appears to be Meghan Markle. And there's Jay-Z on the right-hand side. Beyonce is somewhere around here. But that's not Beyonce. That's, that's Meghan Markle. So here is Megan. I mean, pardon me. <laughs> Might as well call him Megan. Harry begging Bob Iger to get a job for his wife. <laughs> there's Beyonce right there, of course. I mean, what else do you say? So basically, if you couldn't hear that, Harry was like, hey, you know, my wife, Megan, she does voiceovers. Did you know that? Yeah, she, but she, like, check it out. Are, are you willing to try something? What else will Bob Iger tell Prince Harry? Yeah, you could try it out. Sure. Although he has no intention of ever putting her in some kind of role, or maybe he will because of the connection. But that's really just improper to do something like that and just embarrassing. I will never, I will never do nothing like that. If I'm this guy, uh, um, royalty, and I could do whatever I want, I, I could, man, please, I would never. So embarrassing. But anyway, that's one part of the British Empire <laughs> that was pretty weird to see over here in the states. Yeah. So, so they left Britain, and came over here to Los Angeles to do podcasts on Spotify. And they're getting paid big dollar to do it because there's a lot of interest in the royals and the ex-royals. But speaking about Harry, his mom was Princess Diana. Now, Princess Diana, 
also had another son that's Prince William. Prince William will be the king after King Charles, who's the king now after he dies. King Charles is the queen mother's son. He's 73 years old. You went in your whole life to become the king, right? 73. But Charles is like 38, 39, 40, something like that. Not Charles, pardon me, William. He's like my age, I suppose. So he'll be the king next. But anyway, Princess Diana was now King Charles' first wife. So if she was still living and she didn't die, quote unquote, she would be right next to the king now. So she would be the queen. They call him the queen now, the queen consort. You can't be the queen directly because you're not the bloodline. If you are Princess Diana or somebody like that, the queen mother who just passed away, she was bloodline, the daughter of the king that died. You see how that works? But anyway, so Princess Diana, let's pull it up on the screen right quick. She died in 1997. Now, how did this story go? Um, she was um, being chased by paparazzi, and then there was a car accident. I don't know. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the story right quick. Um, that was a story. Then it was talking about, oh, well, she was cheating on the, 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 the prince with some random black dude, or it was all kinds of stories going on. But let me see. So it was a, it was a crash. And so, yeah, she was in, she died from injuries sustained earlier in the day in a car crash in the Pont d'Alama in the tunnel in Paris, France. So she was being chased, she was being chased by paparazzi in the tunnel and the car she was in crashed and she died from the car crash. Now you tell me, how do you die from a car crash from being chased by paparazzi? Was it a high speed chase? Was it the police chasing you? How did that happen? I don't really know. Some say that she was killed by the queen because she was doing too much out there philandering, not representing the crown the way she wanted to. It might've been jealousy. Who knows? But the queen, but, but princess Diana was loved. She was the, she was, she may as well have been the queen herself because of how much people loved her. She was a people's princess. But she died in 1997. But if she didn't die, she'd be the queen. She'd be where the other woman is right now as a queen consort. So she would, in essence, be the queen. In essence. But since she's not living, and she's not. So, so what was it? Was it was a driver drunk? How do you put the princess in a car with a drunk driver? 90 miles an hour, all that kind of stuff. That's crazy. Was it a setup to put her in the car with a drunk driver? Or just a traffic tragic accident? You tell me. So uh, none of your business says speeding hit a concrete pillar in a tunnel, no seatbelt. Crazy. Yeah, that right there, that's been kind of an urban legend, a discussion for many years now. Was she killed? What was the reason? Was it an accident? Not an accident? Was it an on-purpose accident? I don't really know. But whatever's going on, now King Charles is the king. He's 72 or 73 years old. After him would be Prince William, because William's the oldest, his oldest son. It's King Charles' oldest son. 
King Charles and the late Princess Diana's oldest son is William. The other boy is Harry, who went to California with Meghan Markle. They left the throne. So they're not going to be in contention at all. And they wouldn't be anyway because after William, it would be William's kids that could be next in line to take the throne. And he has little kids, like six, seven, eight little babies. He has, like, small kids. So they'll be next after William. It would never be Harry. It could only be Harry if Harry was back in the throne, number one. But number two, if something happened to William and his whole family, which is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh-oh. Somebody says Charles was cheated with Camilla because now Camilla is the, 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 the queen consort right now. Huh? So something it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of drama going on with that whole situation. Oh, and thank you. Drumsticks 24. I got to talk about that part because I, I'm not going <laughs> to omit the Epstein's here because Prince Andrew was on the, was on the boat. Prince Andrew was on the plane, pardon me. And on the Island, Prince Andrew is King Charles younger brother. Okay. Now, check it out. Hold on. I got pictures. I got pictures of Prince Andrew and Ghislaine Maxwell. All right, hold on. Hold on one second. Let's go ahead and put it up right quick. So this guy right here, that's Prince Andrew. This is the king's brother. With a young girl. How old is she? Who knows? 16, 17, 14, who knows how old she is? And you see her right there in the back. That is Ghislaine Maxwell, who's in the penitentiary right now for, for what? Y'all know what she's in jail for. I don't got to say it. So how often was this guy on the plane? How often was this guy on the island? Now, he has since been, I guess, rebuked by the crown. But how long was it going on? Like, how long did they know about what he was doing before they acted? He only got rebuked by the crown recently, like in the last couple of years. But this is not a this is not a recent picture right here. This is an old picture. So how long did they know about what he was doing? You think that you're going to let Prince Andrew fly around the world and not know where he's going and not know what he's doing? Be for real. Be for real. Come on. So that's what's going on. That that's that's also part of what they do. I don't want to say they as far as the entire crown, but this guy most certainly did it. This is Prince Andrew right here. This is the king's brother, younger brother. So what's going on with that? That's part of it. I feel like it was probably covered up by the crown until they couldn't cover it up anymore because it's easy to cover things up before you have photos getting released, names and documents and stuff like that getting released. You see, they were able to cover it up before this picture came out. See, I didn't see this until the story broke a couple years ago or a few years ago. But it had been going on for a very long time. So it's, it's, it's funny how that works. Really funny how that works. You know, they had Slick Willie on the plane. Wasn't Bill Gates on the plane too? I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I know Slick Willie was on the plane. Had him on there many times. And I guess it was okay for him to do it. But when you have uh, Prince Andrew does it, 
then it has to be some kind of action taken against them, which it should be actually taken against them. I'm not saying there shouldn't be, but I'm just saying it's interesting how um, these kind of matters are treated depending upon who you are and where you are in the world. Very Andrew. I mean, very, very interesting. I'm reading the comment right here. So, yeah, Andrew's not in the family. He's been rebuked, like kicked out of the family. But it only happened recently as far as that. How long did they know about what was going on before they just kicked him out? 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Who knows? I don't really know. All right. So, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. I'm sure there's a lot more about the crown, a lot more that we don't know, a lot more you guys know that I don't know. But, yeah, that's pretty much where we are right now. So we'll see. A lot of their reactions have been crazy, talking about I'm glad she's dead. And some people said that they're, they're, they're mourning and they're sorrowful. I'm not in either camp of happy she's dead or mourning or sorrowful because I don't, it's not something that I don't see why I should be happy. I don't really understand that. I mean, did she kill somebody? Maybe she did princess Anna, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I should be so invested into that to be like hate, hate, hateful toward the queen, nor do I have this deep sense of compassion and love for the lady either. I didn't know her. I didn't, I did not see her turn a person who was invalid into a walking, talking specimen of masculinity. So I don't really know why I should be so sorrowful either. Me personally. Now I'm not saying that someone else can't be sorrowful because you have your own reasons, nor am I saying you can't necessarily be hateful. You may have your own reasons, but I'm struggling to find out why people are so hateful. I'm talking about like, spitting and hollering just crazy it's like where is this anger coming from that this anger cannot be about this lady it, it can't be that deep and that you know visceral you popping your vein out your forehead over this lady for what why is it that deep it can't be but yeah so that's a uh, princess uh not princess diana the queen mother and also princess diana and, and the kings and, and the princes and all them kind of people, the, the, the whole situation, the princesses. All right. But yeah, y'all already know what time it is. Like it's 1776. I mean, this, this is, this is just me all the time. Like I said earlier, I'm not wearing this to spite the, the queen. This is just me period. Regardless, I don't care who dies. It could be anybody. It could be Queen Elizabeth, Queen Latifah. I don't care. I'm going to still be myself. And that's just what that is. No, 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 nothing against anybody, but I'm just being me. Me being me is not a, me being myself is not an affront to someone else. Put it to you that way. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. We got quite a few more topics on deck for tonight. And oh, let's talk about let's talk about California minimum wage. So California is raising or could could raise their fast food minimum wage to 22 an hour. Now, I don't know how it's going to work. First of all, it's going to be a fast food council, and the fast food council is going to sit down with, I guess, legislators, and it's going to be a cap of 22 an hour for fast food workers in the state of California next year. So they can negotiate with legislators, and they might get to 22 or maybe they won't, 
but the cap is the goal, and that's 22 an hour for fast food workers specifically. Now, I'm seeing it reported as um, the overall minimum wage, but it's also being reported as the fast food minimum wage. So I'm trying to figure out which one is it. Is it just for fast food, or is it for all workers that make below 22 an hour? I don't understand. Furthermore, there's a bunch of jobs that aren't fast food that are pretty skilled jobs that don't pay 22 an hour in California. So do they get a raise? Do they get a raise increment? Do they get a raise proportionate to what they made before in comparison to the minimum wage of the fast food worker? You understand? So basically here's what I'm saying. The current minimum wage right now is 1550 or something like that in California. I think it's $15.50 or $15 if you have 25 or more employees. Whatever it is, let's just say $15 an hour for the minimum wage flat. And you work a, a more skilled job and you get paid $21 an hour. So you went out and got better skills, better knowledge, better education to get that bump in your pay. From 15 to 21, it's pretty, it's pretty much, a, it's, a, it's a pretty big difference. But now they say, okay, we're raising the minimum wage 22 an hour. So all of what you did to get that bump in your wage has been washed away. Unless they raise it proportionately, which would be irrelevant because it wouldn't make any sense if you do that. All you're going to do is be, make a lateral move. It's a lateral move, meaning you're not going to go forward nor backward. You're going to go left to right. You won't make any progress. And you might actually go backward because what's going to happen is you're going to have more inflation. If everybody has their wages artificially raised to a certain level, from a certain level, the way that that would be paid for is by raising the cost of goods and services. You're working at McDonald's and you're currently getting paid $15.50 and then they raise it to $22 overnight just like that with no increase in productivity. No increase in the food prices, no increase in anything, just an artificial government mandate. You got to do it. Now you got to figure out a way to make up for the loss in your profit. The profit margin for a restaurant is about 4%. It's a very slim margin. You don't have that much room to just spend money on the biggest expense, which is your payroll. That's always the biggest expense is payroll in a business, or usually it is. So what are you to do? You got to raise the prices and also cut staff. Also, you got to usher in automation even more. Hey, ABL, things are already automated. Well, that's the, that's the argument of things are already going up as far as inflation. So, so what if we have more inflation? That's so silly. Put it to you like this. <clears throat> if the current inflation that always happens is like 0.5% as a random number year to year. But Biden does something to raise it to 10%. Which one would you rather have the 0.5 or the 10? You can't just say, well, you're going to have, you're going to have inflation regardless. So it doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter. You want a small amount of inflation or a very large amount of inflation. You pick your poison. Which one sounds better? You don't want either one, but you got a gun to your head and you got to pick one. What you going to do? 
you're going to pick the lower amount rather than a larger amount. And it's the same thing people talking about what's oh, it's, it's going to happen. You're going to have automation. Well, look, everybody got to die. So are you going to jump from the Empire State Building because you're going to die one day? Or do you want to have a nice, long, peaceful, productive, happy, well-rounded life while you're still here? Do you want to enjoy life while you're still here or just end it right away because you're going to die anyway? That's a pessimistic, non-optimistic, loser mind state. It's a loser mind state to have. It really is. But I'm getting triggered. <laughs> I'm getting triggered, so I digress. The whole point is that it doesn't make any sense to just do these kind of things because you think it's going to happen anyway. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. But um, all you're going to have at best is a lateral move. If everyone's weight wages rise up, you just, so, okay, there's a certain wage floor. There's a wage floor, and a lot of things are based on that wage floor. You know, low-level low rent and stuff, food, wage floor. So if the wage floor is at one level, and then there's a bunch of raises that happen artificially, you're just raising the floor. So, yes, you're making more money, but you're still on the floor. You didn't get a bump off the floor. The floor just raised you, but you're still on the ground. You're still on the floor. You're not hovering above the floor. You're still laying on the concrete with a bed sheet. Like that, like that dude I saw in Atlanta the other day, laying on a street with a, a McDonald's bag under his head for a pillow. You're still that. You, you've not changed at all. You made a lateral move at best, and you might actually go backward because if you have savings, now you're a dollar and your savings account is worth less than it was when you saved it. So you got a nest egg waiting in the bank account, getting like no interest on it. It's just sitting there every day. You're losing money because of inflation, the high level of inflation we got right now. Then they're going to start to raise the interest rates and cause deflation. That's going to cause a lot of the demand. That's not really real. The fake demand for these jobs to go away. It's going to be a mess. The point is that minimum wage is not, has never been a good thing. It's not a good thing to have. It doesn't make any sense. And it should be up to the employer what they're going to pay and then employee what they want to accept. And an employer can offer me minimum wage. I can say, nope, I'm cool on that. I'm going to go over there and work for them. And if there's a shortage of labor and people don't want minimum wage, you got to raise the raises higher. You got to raise the cost of what you're selling higher too, but it's fine because you got to have employees. That's just how it works. So yeah, I don't know what the solution is going to be to that. You know, they were saying five for 15, they got that. Now it's not enough. Okay. We need 22 an hour. That won't be enough. It'll get to the point where you're talking about Zimbabwe type stuff. You need a whole wheelbarrow of money to work one hour. And that, and that same wheelbarrow of money might buy, it might buy you a, a candy bar, a loaf of bread. It's called hyperinflation. You see, people say that it can't happen here, but it, I see it already happening. I'm, I'm seeing it happen already. Like I said before, I saw a Toyota Tundra for $100,000. Not even the kitted out rims, designer, Gucci print on the, on the wheels. I'm talking about a SR5, a regular Toyota Tundra, $100,000. New in a dealership. 
That's called hyperinflation. Is it worth a hundred grand? No, but there's so much money floating around, so much fake monopoly money that's being printed. You got it right. You got a hundred. You got a hundred bands in your in your pocket. The same way you would have a whole wheelbarrow of cash in Venezuela, a wheelbarrow of cash in Zimbabwe. You got it right. You have a million dollars in cash in your bank account because of how much stimulus and fake money and this and that and the third. All right, well, give me that million for, I don't know, a, a loaf of bread or a can of soup. That's how it happens. But I digress. The other day, I met a Venezuelan from Venezuela, and they told me how they escaped communism because it, like the whole family escaped. Everybody escaped. Mom, dad, auntie, uncles, kids, everybody left. The only ones who still stayed were the elderly because they, you know, they don't want to leave. They, they're comfortable, I guess, you know, but everybody else they could leave, they left. Food insecurity is a problem. And a lot of the reasons why the elderly don't leave and they can still be there is because they get money from the family that left and went to the U.S. or somewhere else. You see, if the whole family was there and they all had to survive in Venezuela, it, 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 it wouldn't happen. The kids leave, the grandkids leave, and they send money back home. That's how that works. You got to leave. The communism, runaway inflation, the bad government policy, we're experiencing that right now in the U.S. of A. All right. So what else we got going on? There's a few topics on deck. Um, let's talk about uh, Duke Volleyball. Oh, yeah, Duke Volleyball. <laughs> It reminds me of a thing I heard about before. Remember Duke lacrosse? Remember that in 2006 where there were, what was it, three lacrosse players from Duke who were accused of sexual assault. And it was a whole big thing. I think Duke even condemned them. They condemned their own guys. Like, you guys, please, if I'm telling the story incorrectly, y'all correct me. Give me the actual story if I'm telling it wrong. But there were they were accused of sexual assault. I think Duke came against them, denounced them, but then it wound up not being true. I'm not sure about the Duke denouncing them part, but I knew that it wasn't true. It was a whole big thing, a whole big circus of a story, but it was not true at all. So I'm, I'm reading the, uh, the whole thing right here. <laughs> Justice for Juicy. Yeah, shout out to Juicy. That's crazy that you have a, a Dave Chappelle stand-up special, and from that, your name is now Juicy. You have no, it ain't Jesse no more. It ain't Mr. Smollett. Your name is Juicy. That's crazy. So Duke didn't do that? Uh, okay. So y'all, y'all please forgive me. Mattress Girl, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my goodness. That was crazy. Duke Lacrosse. So I'll, I'll look it up right quick. Hold on. Give me one second. But that story, that, that story was a mess. Uh, hold on. Nah, that didn't give me what I want to give. Duke Cross case. So, it was three guys on Duke uh, men's lacrosse team. They were falsely accused of sexual assault. Um, and then the accuser came from NCCU, who was a stripper, quote-unquote, and dancer. Um... Yeah, that's a whole big mess. But anyway, that was that was a really big story. 
all over the news. It was crazy. People were getting arrested, but it was fake. And now fast forward to 2022, you have um, a women's volleyball game at BYU. That's Brigham Young University in, in Utah. This is a Mormon school, if I'm not mistaken. Brigham Young, Brigham Young University, BYU. So they're, they're at BYU, and um, a black sophomore starter for Duke's volleyball team, the, the women's team, of course, she says that every time she served, whenever she served the ball and playing volleyball, she got called the N-word. That was her story. Now, this went all over the place like wildfire instantly. She was on ESPN during, a, during an interview talking about, yeah, I wanted to use this opportunity to talk about these incidents because these racial incidents still happen. That's what she said on TV. During the ESPN interview, you got Stephen A. Smith, the usual suspects coming out, talking about it's disgusting and it's 2022, it shouldn't happen. And the, and the crazy thing was, that uh, Don Staley, who is a women's basketball coach, South Carolina, canceled a BYU game because of the allegations against the BYU, I guess, fan or a student or whoever it was. All of that, and BYU did an investigation. They had 50 witnesses. They had videotape, audio tape. They had the police there. They did everything to figure out if this actual thing happened, if this person shouted the N-word, if this person said any kind of racial slur, if anybody said any racial slur, they found zero evidence of that. And it was so bad that they initially banned a guy who was accused of saying the N-word. They banned him when the story first broke. They apologized to Duke when the story first broke. But after they did the investigation and found out it didn't happen and it wasn't true, they apologized to the fan they banned and they unbanned him. They apologized to him, put out a whole statement. And then what did Duke say? Hold on, I have their statement. I'll put it on the screen right quick. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. So I'm going to read maybe parts of or maybe the entire Statement from both people, but they're pretty short statements. So here's the BYU statement. Let me get that up on the screen. It says, as part of our commitment to take any claims of racism seriously, BYU has completed its investigation into the allegation that racial heckling and slurs took place at the Duke versus BYU women's volleyball match on August 26. We review all available video and audio recordings, including security footage and raw footage from all camera angles taken by BYU TV of the match with broadcasting audio removed to ensure that the noise in the stands could be heard more clearly. We also reached out to more than 50 individuals who attended the event, Duke Athletic Department personnel and student-athletes, BYU Athletic Department personnel and student-athletes, event security and management, and fans who were in the arena that evening, including many other fans in the on-court student section. From our extensive review, we have not found any evidence to corroborate the allegation that fans engage in racial heckling or other racial slurs at the event. As stated earlier, we cannot tolerate, we would not tolerate any conduct that would make a student athlete feel unsafe. That is the reason for our immediate response and our thorough investigation. 
as a result of our investigation, we have lifted the ban on the fan who was identified as having utterance of slurs during the match. We have not found any evidence that that individual engaged in such an activity. BYU sincerely apologizes to that fan for any hardship the ban has caused. So, thorough investigation, they apologized to the guy, they brought him back, they did all that. Now, how does Duke respond? How does Duke respond? You ready? Let's let's check it out. So, this is a statement from Duke University Vice President and Director of Athletics, Nina King. Let's let's find her right quick, shall we? Hold on. I'm I'm curious to see how she looks. Okay. All right. Give me one second here. Is this her? Uh, let me make sure. Yep, that's her. Okay. So let's put up the. So this Miss King right here. Hold on. That is Nina King right there. Hey, Miss King. So here's what Miss King says. Quote, the 18 members of the Duke University volleyball team are exceptionally strong women who represent themselves, their families, and Duke University with the utmost integrity. We unequivocally stand with and champion them, especially when their character is called into question. Duke Athletics believes in respect, equality, and inclusiveness, and we do not tolerate hate and bias. Hashtag hate won't live here. So that's a response to the BYU statement about the investigation, the witnesses, the audio tape, videotape, all that good stuff. Okay. Her hair is not blue. It's just a reflection from her shirt. So, yeah, that's what's going on with uh, with that. Now, I get it. You got to defend your players. You want to defend your players. But at a certain point, if there's a mistake, like if it was me, I would say, you know, a mistake was made and we apologize for making the mistake. We thought there was something that it wasn't. And just, just keep it right. Keep it like that. Apologize for making the mistake. Don't go out and say we're not going to tolerate hate and racism when it didn't happen, because when there's an actual episode of hate and racism, it will not be believed. Why should I believe you when every time a story hits the news, it's fake. Every single time it's fake. Like, and I try to give the young lady the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she heard something that wasn't really there. Maybe she, her mind was playing tricks on her. She was hearing things. It was an accent problem. I don't know. Benefit of the doubt, but when you investigate the whole situation and you find nothing, all you should do is apologize. That's all you can do is apologize. You can't do anything else. You shouldn't double down, but they did double down. So that's what Duke says. So that's <laughs> you're right about that. Who says that? Chrissy says denial is not a river. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Exactly. Denial is very real. Not only a river in Egypt, for sure. So it's crazy because the allegation, it harms the university. It harms the students. It harms the reputation because what happens is people may not see that apology from BYU to their fan that they banned. People won't see that there's an investigation and that the story wasn't true. People still believe the Juicy Smouye story. They still believe that although there's been comedy specials, there's been countless interviews and the guys who were involved, they snitched. They did interviews. There's all kind of stuff going on. People still believe that story because they heard it one time. That's all it took. All it took was one time for them to hear that story. 
and pretty much just stick with it. So, I mean, it's, it's a whole big mess, a, a big crazy mess. Right. So that's what that is. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. There's more stories here that I don't have time to cover. The Bed Bath & Beyond CFO, the chief financial officer, jumping to his death from the Jenga Tower in New York City from the 18th floor. And I've been up on some of these towers, some of these skyscrapers. You got to have some balls of steel to jump from the tower. I mean, good night. I'm scared sometimes to be out there on the balcony just with my feet planted solid on the ground. You jump from the tower, you got to be on some drugs or something. I mean, good grief. <laughs> the 18th floor, no way, Jose. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do it. You better give me a, a, um, a flying squirrel-type um, wingsuit or something. I'm not going to lift my foot off the ground on a high-up balcony on a skyscraper. I'm not going to do it. But he was toast anyway because he, he, he was going to go to jail because he was involved with a $1.2 billion lawsuit that says that he did a, um, well, I want to say what the scheme was called. I got to be PG-13. But basically, he inflated the stock of, he inflated the, the stock price of Bed Bath & Beyond and beyond what it was really worth. And at the peak of that inflation, he sold his shares. And then right afterward, the share came crashing back down to reality. So before he got involved with the whole scheme, the price was like four bucks a share. He gets involved as the chief financial officer it's like $35 a, a share. So from four to about 35, he sells at that high 32, $35 a mark, um, dollar a share mark. And after that, it plummets to nine bucks a share. So he's being sued by people, investors and whatnot saying, Hey man, we lost our shirt on this deal because of things that you said, you said that Bed Bath & Beyond was sound and they were doing good, and they had good sales numbers, and everything looked all right. So we invested in the long term to pump the stock up, and then the stock crashed, but you sold before the stock crashed. So what, what, what are we talking about here? You can't do that. So that is not legal at all, and he would have gone to jail if he got convicted. And that's probably why he went, went ahead and just, you know what I mean? Leap of faith, and the, and, the, and the faith did not work out too well in his favor. All right. If I say if I say I won't say the, if I say I won't say the name of the actual uh, scheme, why would you put it in all caps in the chat? I mean, come on, let's let's work together, shall we? <laughs> like, really, what are we doing? But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get to some super chats, and then I will get to the calls. The number to call is four three four six five eight. One two two zero again four three four six five eight one two two zero. I'll get to the calls in a few minutes. Y'all just hang tight, hang with me, and we will. We we shall get there. Today's date is the tenth, correct? Okay, let's go ahead and get super chats wherever they're residing. All right, shout out to William Stryker who says, "ABL drove a truck for a company based in Memphis. That city is gone. There is no law and order anymore. Plus, the city is decaying." Yeah, I've I've heard about that, about the decaying city. Yeah, it, it's a shame. Um, thank you to Prophet Ray who says, um, dye your beard red, white, and blue before you shave it. <laughs> you know, I, I just might. Who knows? 
Thank you to Araya Public Insurance Adjusting, I think, who says, when I was in the Army in 1996, I served with a guy from Virginia Beach. He always talked about the King Neptune Parade. Do you know of it? Yeah, of course. Down the beach, uh, the King Neptune Parade. That's a like an annual thing. Um, did I ever go to it? I probably did. But it, it's a statue of King Neptune down the beach. It's like an iconic statue. Did everybody go to take a picture of it? Hold on. I'm going to show you the statue right quick. But yeah, the, the King Neptune Parade, that's something that we always we, we, we go to occasionally. Definitely a big tourist thing to go to. You know, one thing about being from Virginia Beach in that area, it's like a lot of the tourist things is just like, oh, yeah, we, you know, it's kind of regular. But, yeah, I'm familiar with it. So that, that's the that's King Neptune statue right there down the beach. So that's, that's much bigger than what it looks like. It's, it's humongous. People, like, you could probably fit right there at the base of it and be as tall as it. It's it's really big statue. I don't know if that's limestone or what that is or copper. I have no clue. But it's, it's a really, really big statue. So, yeah, shout out to Virginia Beach. Shout out to you from being out, living out there in the Army, 1996. You know, I was around back then, of course, and going to, going down the beach all the time, going down to the beach for 4th of July, of course, acting up, going down there just randomly. Yep. Um, thank you to Ian Kenny who says, have you heard about the new law going into effect in Illinois? They have just unleashed the purge. Yeah, I just played that a little bit earlier. Thank you for your super chat. Thank you to Sarah Bro who says, yo, ABL, this was a copycat. He didn't get to kill anyone. The killer had short braces or something. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That wasn't the guy that did it. The guy that was talking on the video. There was a different guy who actually did the shooting. You're right about that. Thank you to your name here who says, good evening, ABL. With the left trying to downplay pedophiles to, quote, minor attracted people, unquote, do you think that it's related to Epstein and Maxwell's list that might be released? Interesting timing is all. That's probably a coincidence because I think there are many more people who want to do stuff like that than just the Epstein people. You know, I think they want to infiltrate society and be seen as normal. That's my opinion. They want to be around your kids in school. They want to be around them outside of school with drag queen story time. They want to be all on their face when it comes to entertainment. You know, I'm not a TV guy, but occasionally I just do things. And sometimes I'll turn on TV and watch it. I want to see what's going on. Some of these shows, like if I, I, might, I might watch Netflix, right? <clears throat> and really what I use Netflix for is the animes. Those are Bizarre Adventure. Love it. No woke stuff. Really good writing. Good anime. But occasionally I'm on there and I see something else. And I click on it because it looks interesting. Some mythical stuff. Some kind of scary or dark. I'm with it. Let's go ahead and do it. I'm watching it. An episode here and there. And before I know it, I'm inundated with LGBT stuff. Like inundated with LGBT. I'm talking about nothing but LGBT. And also like gender switching in one show the devil was a woman i mean I, I, it's just obvious attempts to try and normalize things that aren't and you know what i saw the trailer for little mermaid i would play it right here but i don't want to get a strike because <laughs> i know, I know they, they're gonna strike me but <clears throat> the little mermaid is holly bailey I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture of Holly Bailey, not Barry, Holly Bailey. She's like 22 years old. 
How old is she actually? She is 22. That's right. So she has become a little mermaid. Now, I think Holly Bailey just, Holly Bailey to me, I don't know about anybody else, but Holly Bailey and her sister Chloe are absolutely drop dead gorgeous. I'm talking about just perfect, beautiful. Like, that's my opinion. Some guys think she has really crazy eyes. If they set far apart, I like it. I don't care. But, but as Little Mermaid, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced as Little Mermaid. So this is her right here as Little Mermaid. Hold on. Let me put it on the screen. I just, I think, I'll put it to you this way. I saw some of the Little Mermaid cartoons, movies or whatever, and I saw the regular White Little Mermaid. So from my point of view, seeing her looks beautiful. Don't get it twisted. I mean, <laughs> like, I ain't talking about that. But as Ariel, I don't know if I see it. I don't really understand. If you were a little kid, you never seen Little Mermaid before. It might make sense to you because you never you don't have any point of reference. But to me, I don't really get it because I've already seen the Little Mermaid before. I've already seen Disney from back in the day. So I have that point of reference. But if you're two years old, for you, it'd be fine, I suppose. But yeah, hey, man, like I said, everyone has their tastes and what they like. But Holly Bailey, oh, <laughs> like that's one of the one of the most hot, hottest women in, 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 in the game, in my opinion. But like I say, I'm different. Everybody's got their own opinion. So don't shoot me for saying my opinion. However, as Little Mermaid, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Like I said, that's not Holly Berry. That's Holly Bailey, 22 years old. Holly, that's H-A-L-L-E and Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, not B-E-R-R-Y. So they're trying to reinvent Little Mermaid. They're trying to put a lot of the racial stuff in there. And that's what I'm talking about. I don't like all that stuff they're trying to do with the racial, the race swapping. I would love, I will, I want to see her in an original movie with a strong character, like build a new franchise, a new movie and make it be the equivalent of little mermaid in popularity. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see a recycled character. Like I saw a woke comic book and it had a Wolverine character. That was a woman. It's like, okay, you got her in the same Wolverine outfit, the same expressions, the same everything, but a different body. It's like make a brand new make make a new character that can have some of the same powers, but no, don't make it be the same person. I don't understand. Have everybody have their own identity. It's just weird. So hold on. I'm, I'm gonna show you Holly Bailey again. Then I move on. I, I gotta because people are saying, oh, is she hot? I don't think so. Hold on. Now, wait, 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 wait. Can I find a, a, a an appropriate picture? It ain't it ain't nothing really crazy. All right, there there we go. That's better. Okay, so that's the, this is um, Chloe and Holly. Chloe's on the left. That's the the 
and this is like an older sister, like 23, 24, something like that. That's Chloe. And on the right is Holly. Hey, I think they, they A1 fantastic personally, but like I say, everybody has their own taste. So don't shoot me for just giving mine. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is what it is. So she on the right, she's going to be a little mermaid and they, they're going to dye her hair red and something else. They got her in red dreads and a little mermaid outfit. How does it make any sense? Put her in the, the red flowing wig at least. I don't know. But they said they're going to try to reinvent the character so it won't be the same thing. Different race, different hair texture, different voice, more soulful. If you're, like I said, if you're a little kid, you probably won't know the difference. But if you're me, you've already seen a little mermaid before, you're like, what's this? But I digress. I'm getting to, I'm getting off, way off track. Super chat on that. Let's get back to those. All right. Let's let's go back to it. Uh, where was I? Okay, thank you to Joyda84 who says, Do you think a Republican can win a major with uh what major city, major state, with a law and order campaign, with all the crime happening in Democrat run cities? Um that's a good question. I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think so. That's not really I don't think a Republican can win a Democrat city, unfortunately. Unless it's like uh, unless it's like a 50-50 kind of toss-up type place. But if it's like San Francisco, forget about it. It it, it never happened. Not not in, not in our lifetime, anytime soon at least. Um Apu says, "We remember the 3,000 souls who were murdered on 11." Thank you to Apple again who says, God bless all the Americans of United Flight 93. Let's roll. On his 10th anniversary of 9-11 terrorist attack at Consulate in Benghazi, we remember the Ambassador Chris Stevens, DSS Security Officer Sean Smith, and Navy SEALs Glenn Doherty and Tyrone Woods. God bless. <clears throat> Apple also says, Mr. Obama, Mr. Biden, and Ms. Clinton will be held accountable for their criminal cowardice and incompetence by the Lord Jesus Christ on the last day. British monarchy was the worst government ever, <laughs> except for Soviet communism, Chinese communism, Pol Pot, North Korea, Islamic Jihad, Ottoman Empire, Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun, and Democrat cities. There you go. Very well done. Also, what did the British monarchy ever give the world? English, Shakespeare, Chaucer, Tolkien, Lewis, Chesterton, Beatles, Rolling Stone, James Bond, Beatles, again. Uh, Winston Churchill, Robin Hood. I can't believe the Brits believe in the family dynasty government. I mean, come on, look at North Korea, Cuba, Canada, even the USA. There should be no dynasties. Clinton, Cuomo, Bush, Pelosi, Biden. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Also, God bless J6, MAGA, Patriots, and DC Jail Solitary, ABLUC, White House, Monkey, Pox, Czar, Creepy Weirdo. Yeah, I saw that guy. So um, the, the White House Czar, uh, the, the, the monkeypox czar, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put this guy up right quick. Y'all, y'all please give me a second to find big homie. But this guy, I, I'll put him up briefly. I'm not going to show too much going on. Hold on. Okay, okay. So this is Biden's White House monkeypox coordinator, Dimitri Daskalaskis. And you see my caption, this guy is patient zero. Look at this. He has a picture of himself in a suit with the shirt open and some leather bondage stuff underneath it. 
I mean, come on. We see what's happening here. This is crazy. <laughs> but to his credit, he did say when he went out in front of people like at the press room, he did say who was at risk for spreading it. That's men who have relations with men. Now, you, you can't just say gay because that could also include women. They're not included in this. It's about the men specifically and the highly promiscuous men like this guy appears to be. And that tattoo right there is kind of interesting. What is that? Is that something that you might see in a satanic temple? I don't know, but I'm just asking questions. But this guy, if there was a patient zero, it would be him because we know who's spreading it. These guys that are involved in all kind of crazy stuff. Bathhouse Billy over there, you know what I'm talking about? But I digress. So, yeah, I, I did see him, Apu, to answer your question. Also, FBI rated 35 Trump officials. FBI's out of control. FBI agents, Lord Jesus Christ, will judge you. Also, Irish Soy Boy says, in Ireland right now, people have been setting off fireworks for just the past two days. So, are, are they celebrating or what? Thank you to... AR0691 for your donation. Thank you to Apple who says, ABLU stoked for college football with your team. I never, I never really watched college football, to be honest with you. I, I watch some of the games. Of course, you're going to watch, you know, some of the Tennessee games, Bama, Georgia, places like it. But beyond that, I'm not really into having teams. Well, I, I do watch it. I'm not going to lie. But I don't have a team that I follow. I'm going to go in and say the Bulldogs. How about that? Because where I am right now, I could say either one. I could say, where I live right now, I could say either one. I could say Bama, um, Bulldogs, or UTK, Tennessee. I could say either one because I live right on the Georgia border. Bama's like 30 minutes away, and I'm in Tennessee. So I could say either one. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Bulldogs. But I might change it to, to um, Tennessee. So we'll, we'll see. Um, also Apple says you're getting reactions from fans with uncle Tom too. Yeah. A lot of positive feedback by uncle Tom too. Definitely a lot of positive feedback. Shout out to you guys that were there at the premiere and watching the movie. I appreciate you. Max headroom says the queen and hubby Philip were convicted of losing 10 children under their care. Never found. Wow. Didn't know about that. Um, Apple also says, will you watch my son Hunter giving, getting rave reviews? I will watch that. Absolutely. It was a great um, trailer. I watched the movie as well. Um, Tisha Jizzle says, ABL, 22 an hour is nothing. All of their income is going to get eaten in the taxes, going up for Green Deal, Ukraine, immigrant payout. It's all smoke and mirrors. Also, and the rate of inflation rises, if the rate of inflation rises faster than your personal income increases and does not exceed or match it, you are on the losing end. Correct. Thank you to Les, who says, ABL, greetings from Little Patriots. God bless U.S., Thank you to Miss Molina, who says, much love from Toronto, ABO. You helped me get through the adversity of the pandemic and continue to be resilient to what's just. Been watching for years. Miss your IG streams. God bless you. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. I might bring them IG streams back, but I need to be more consistent with that. That's all. And thank you to Les again, who says, make Little Mermaid great again. <laughs> all righty. Great super chat. Thank you guys for supporting. Now it's time for the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. There's also an email for Skype in the description. If Skype doesn't work right, don't blame me. Blame the white man because it's not my fault. 
But let's go ahead and get cracking, get rocking and rolling. Again, 434-658-1220. 860, you're the line. I'm going to speak it to. Hey, BL. It's FNA Ranger Xbox. All right, man. What's going on? Hey, brother. Uh, I want to talk about the mayors and the liberal cities and the illegal aliens. But before I do, are you aware of Fox 29 out of Philadelphia reporting on a Philadelphia cemetery that's overwhelmed by young dead black kids being shot? They called it gun violence, but I call it black on black violence in Democrat cities. Well, uh, Tucker Carlson mentioned it too. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that before about, yeah, I've, I've heard that before. Like, and it was, they showed the um, cemetery and it was a mess. Right, they couldn't keep up. They engraged. Yep, I saw that. It's crazy. And uh, you remember what I said about a year ago about how Democrats are exterminating black people? Yeah. It sucks being right all the time. Yeah. I wish I wasn't. This world's gone crazy. But, it's a mess. Uh, but uh, a lot of people don't know uh, Adams, Eric Adams from New York City. He's been to China seven times. Oh, is that right? Did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. He's a communist. Uh, you know about the protests that are going on in Czechoslovakia, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Chile, uh, where they're in revolt of their governments, Italy, you know, because they're attacking the farmers. Right. That's the World Economic Forum. The first thing communists do is uh, kill all the farmers starve the people but uh that's our plan that's uh that's why bill gates bought all the farmland china owns one-fifth of america's farmland they want to grow our food on their toxic heavy metals contaminated land in china to sell here that's why our government took off the requirement country of origin from our food so you can't tell unless you go to a butcher shop or a high-end supermarket that buys local and stuff. Because if you go to Sam's Club, Walmart, whatever, chances are next year, year after, you're going to be buying toxic food made in China, and you're going to see the cancer rates and everything explode. But uh, food's going to be very expensive. But getting back to uh, Eric Adams, uh, uh, he just sounded like, you know, uh, 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 excuse the expression, but when he was giving that speech where he kept repeating over and over again, I'm on a sustainable uh, plant-based diet. I'm on a, and he kept saying it over and over and over again. Do you remember that? Um, I don't remember that particular well, he, part. Well, I, I watched it and I was just disgusted because he sounded like, uh, you have to forgive me here, but the only thing I can compare it to is, one of the field slaves and uh, gone with the wind talking to his master, you know, that's what he sounded like. Like he's putting on a show for the puppet masters, pulling his strings. I'm on a plant-based sustainable diet. It doesn't matter because I'm on a plant. And he kept, he, he must've said it 20 times during that speech. And I'm like, what in the world? It's like a, a, a wind up toy that you wind up and it just keeps jumping in the same spot. And, uh, but I agree with you 100%. Greg Adams is, and is a hero. 
for sending these migrants to Chicago? Because now you see the, the Democrat Party in their full racism. Yeah, they want to be a sanctuary city as long as they can just virtue signal. But when they have to actually do work, they're the most incompetent people on the planet. They can't accomplish nothing. It's uh, I just don't get how they stay in office. I don't know what it's going to take to wake these people up. You know, like uh, New York's complaining about it. You know, uh, Beetlejuice is complaining about it. And uh, what's your name in D.C.? Oh, we can't have – we're border towns now. Well, congratulations. What do you think you're doing to the people down there? It's like here in Connecticut. Oh, well, you know, they should allow those people. And But now you go around Connecticut and have people here don't even speak English. They're speaking Spanish. And when I came up here 14 years ago, you didn't hear that. You heard it down in Florida all the time, but uh, not up here. What, what do you think, buddy? About what? Uh, about uh, Greg Adams sending all those people up, and all of a sudden now that the, they're showing their racism, basically. They're, they're all sanctuary cities and everything until it's put on them. Now they're begging for, we're going to put $10 million out. You know, they just throw these numbers out like it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, they, they don't they don't really understand. Well, they they don't really care about anything that happens to the border towns until they have to face it. Then all of a sudden they care. Then all of a sudden it becomes a problem. But out of sight, out of mind, that's pretty much how they operate most of the time. Bingo. Uh, about the minimum wage. Whenever someone in the government says they're doing something for you, you got to look at what's in it for them. And what's in it for them is no matter what, they're going to put you in a higher tax bracket, which I'm going to end with this. I quit watching professional sports because it enslaves too many black men into a higher tax bracket. Hmm. And I'll let you go with that, brother. You take care. Love you. Thanks for the call. Keep up the good work. Thank you. God bless. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Let's see a few more here. Let's go. Five seven. No, you're not lying. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Dominic from Brooklyn. How are you tonight? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. So I kind of had two topics. If the one goes too long, I'll, I'll skip it, and I won't. I won't go to the second one. But the first one was about the Queen. You know, I never had hatred in my heart for her. You don't know this life. She's got nothing to do with us. But if you kind of look at it, that had not the forefathers of this country kicked. Britain, England, out of here, you know, told them to kick rocks, do their tea in the water, and everything they did all those years ago, she would have been our ruler. And she did not ever seem like she was a nice lady. And with everything we have here with, with, with the president, at least every four years we change who we get. Sometimes we get a good guy, sometimes we get a bad guy. But we would have been stuck with her. And as soon as she died this week, we would have been stuck with her son. And he doesn't look like a prince. And the only person that ever died from over there that I could ever, that we did, we shared a tear for, was Princess Diana. And she, she totally didn't blend in with them. That's why they, they I think they took her out. Well, but I mean, well, do, do, the they, only, well, do, well do, do they actually do anything government-wise? Because they have a parliament and they got a prime minister, right? Yeah. So what what is the queen actually do when you're talking about government is she still like you I, know ruling i hear you she's not really in charge but she's like there 
she like that poster child kind of a, like what everything sums up. It's all done under the queen. I know what you mean. She doesn't have much say, but she's the face of them. I mean, we all know she's the queen. Yeah, I couldn't really name people in their parliament or hand or, or you're any of their other guys, but everybody knows the, the queen. And she wasn't a nice, didn't seem like a nice, she was like the mean school teacher from when you was a kid. And, you know, I just I never, she never appealed to me. They said Princess Diana was the only one over there that you could ever, like, say, that there's a nice lady. She's beautiful. She's sweet. She seems to be kind to the poor people, and she's loved around the world. And I, I think they took her out. So, I, you know, there's no animosity, like, good, she's dead. But there's no there's no love lost. It's like, whatever, you know, we're not going to look at her no more. Now we're going to be seeing her son with the big ears. And he doesn't look like I said, he's like Prince Charming. So... Oh, that was the one thing. The other thing I wanted to mention to you, uh, ABL, was with New York City. I, I'm Dominic. I'm from Brooklyn. But I, I relocated to the Poconos years ago. And I watched New York City. I always loved New York City. And I can't stand what New York City's turned into. And, you know, they had in New York City, they had a chance to get somebody like Curtis Sliwa, in my opinion, would have been the better choice to straighten out New York City. And they went with Eric um, Adams. And on, I watched it when they had the election. I think like less than a million people voted in New York City for that. I think it was like 260,000 for uh, Curtis and like 800,000 or something like that for Adams. And there's so many millions of people there that it just was like, it was obvious that they didn't care. Nobody cared. So they get what they deserve over there. I, you know, I used to love New York City. I wouldn't even go there for a week now. Somebody dies. It's like, okay, sorry to go on, but I ain't coming. There's just nothing there. It's such a, it's really became such a bad place. And I always loved New York City. I always loved to hang out and party in, in the village and the Lower East Side and go out and see everything. And like, you couldn't pay me to go there no more. So I just wanted to share share that with you, ABL. Uh, thank you. I hope the uh, police officer from Chicago calls tonight. I always love to hear him. He's got some great stuff. And uh, you keep you keep doing what you do. We love to hear. We love to hear you. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Take care, B.O. All right. Charles, my man, for the call. Let's get to some more here. Let's go to 817. You're on line. Speaking to 817. Yo, what's up, ABL? What's happening? What do you do with your beard, man? Uh, I'm not so weird question, but. <laughs> Wait, what do you say now? Your beard, man. Are you going to shave it off? Are you going to keep it? It's, it's going to be here for a little while. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll, I'll decide that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. I, I made a comment, man. I was like, if you're gonna shave it, like dye it red, white, and blue for us, man, before you shave it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. Anyway, have a nice night, man. That's all I wanted to say. All right, thanks for the call. All right, all right. Shout out to the caller. Like some calls got static. I don't know why. I don't understand what's going on. Five zero seven online. I'm gonna speak it to. Hi, okay. Uh, Brian, um, first off, I want to say I am from Illinois originally, and I couldn't be happier that I moved out when I did in 2017, because this stuff with, uh, the no bail, I still got family there. I'm terrified for them. I mean, this is scary. Oh, yeah, second degree murder, we'll let you go. Yeah. Um, another thing, you should, with your beard, you should do what I did. Throw it out. Mine's seven inches long now, and yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, third thing, 
that volleyball player, from the way I was researching it, uh, apparently her aunt came out and said uh, all that Rachel Sir stuff before, and she was just trying to back her aunt up, but why? You know, you know it was untrue. Why would you do that? Right. Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, um, I'm 43 years old. So, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Things were so much easier back then. You didn't have to worry about all this race baiting. Well, not in this extent anyway. Um, you know, you saw the Democrats and well, Republicans are racist. And my grandfather told me at that time that, you know, the only way he'd vote Democrat is if he was dead. And at the time, I didn't get it. But several years later, I figured out, oh, yeah, the only way to vote Democrat is if he's dead because they use dead people to vote Democrat. I guess that's in the rule book that if you die, you have to vote Democrat. Well, but, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, say that, yeah, Illinois, um, I saw in the chat, somebody said they're worse than uh, New York and L.A., uh, California. No, I think Illinois takes their ideas from the two. So, you know, if we get rid of the coasts, east and west, I think we'd be a lot better off. Like if the San Andreas line came across and just totally made uh, California an island like a state from LA, same from New York, you know, a state from New York, I think we'd be a lot better off. No doubt, man. Well, uh, I, th- I, th- I thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. My two cents, and um, I've been listening to you and watching you for a long time, and I'm so glad that you're putting the word out there, you know, the actual truth out there. I just wanted to get that out there. I appreciate it. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. 304 on line. Who am I speaking to? Here's Jeff from West Virginia, ABL. How you doing? I'm all right, man. How about yourself? I was going to say they were saying you're looking tired tonight. I don't know. I was thinking you're looking a little more glassy-eyed. You didn't take any uh, homemade brownies from anybody today, did you? <laughs> no, <Nah>, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you say you like the looks of the Little Mermaid there, did you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't take you for a member of the LGBT uh, half-animal loving community, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I caught a catfish the other day I could introduce you to. <laughs> Oh, I better, I better, I better, I better not say anything about the powdered donut on your beard, or I get kicked <laughs> off of here. Three in a row. Hey, uh, did you, are there any Irish fans out there today? Twenty six to twenty two, Marshall won. Oh, oh, so they, 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 they win. Marshall win. Yes, Marshall. Yes, from right down there in Huntington, Marshall went to South Bend, Indiana, and beat the mighty Irish. Ah, uh, but you know that's a. That's a big win, but then for Marshall, you got a bus ride home to Ohio, so that's not that fun. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, hey, have you heard about this uh, this Duke women's volleyball article? Uh, that that really surprised me when I read that article. 
and I found out there was a Duke's women volleyball team. <laughs> that, that, that was a surprising <laughs> part, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, listen, that's how much we need to be paying attention to that story. And right. then uh, you showed a little clip there of uh, Bob Iger, and then uh, Prince Harry was talking to, about him getting Meghan Merkel a job. It would have been hilarious if he said, oh, I just hired this new girl named Kate Middleton. Wow, that would have been wow. That would have been fun to see. But, uh, hey, I was going to talk to you a little bit before I get off here about the uh, New York City border town crisis. Hey, listen, they're, they're going to have, if they're having a problem with the illegals, they're going to have to build a wall between Canada and America up there in New York. Uh, you know. Yeah, for real. Build, build the wall around the whole thing. Ma- Maybe maybe New York should start busing their illegal Canadians down to Texas. <laughs> As, but, you know, and then you have Mayor Bowser up there, and then they're asking her, why, why won't you put the proper uh, blame on the president where it should be? Uh, I, I can answer why. It's because if Mayor Bowser does that, the DNC will make sure she loses her job. Hey, just ask Nina Turner. Yeah, that's true, because after that, it was pretty much a, a done deal. That's it. If you why does AOC vote for Nancy Pelosi for Speaker of the House? Because if she doesn't, they'll primary her and she'll lose her job, and that's how it is. Right. You got got to play the game. So, uh, well, it's been pretty good talking to you tonight, ABL. But I'll say this: uh, I, there uh, there was a little story. Uh, I thought maybe you might want to bring attention to sometime. Uh, Colonel Kathy Beauregard Griffin was calling uh, her troops to civil war. Did you catch that story? Uh, no, I didn't actually catch that story. Yeah, you'll have, and her, uh, you'll have to look that one up. Kathy Griffin talking about civil war and all this. It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, but anyways, anyways, man, I'll let you off here. thought I'd call it and just laugh a little bit with you. But uh, have a good evening, man. I'll get off here and let everybody else have a little bit of fun. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right, bye, man. Shout out to my man, great call. And shout out to Colonel Kathy Griffin. I think I see what he's talking about right here. I see uh, this tweet. Um, Yeah, so here's a tweet. Put it on the screen. If you don't want a civil war, vote Democrats in November. If you do want a civil war, vote Republican. This is from September the 6th, so, you know, a few days ago. Yeah, Kathy Griffin, I mean, that's pretty much her whole shtick, right, is to be like this um, anti-conservative person, super Democrat person. So I, I guess the the movie roles dried up, the Hollywood life dried up. So what do you do now? All right, I'm going to just be an anti-Trumper for a living. I guess it works out well for her. I guess there's some more calls here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, the number to call, 434-658-1220-631. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, how are you? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, just watching you. I just want to say big, big fan of the show. Started watching you in 2020. Well, thank you. Appreciate um, that. Definitely turned on some people onto your live, you know. You know, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing good things, but... um just wanted to say um i got an idea that i want to propose to you okay i was thinking and i want to hear your opinion on this i'll watch your lives when you you know whatever um 
what do you think your opinion on you potentially Candace Owens and, and Officer Tatum or whoever, you know, the black conservative movement, as you would call it, starting up like black Wall Street again? <laughs> I mean, that will never happen again because black Wall Street. Okay. Now, I, I need to do a little bit of educating here, not just for you. I'm talking about for anybody that's watching, because Black Wall Street was just what it was, was a black neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Black uh -huh. Wall Street existed all over the United States in black neighborhoods. It was just not that one. It was the one that gets the most attention because there was a race riot and it was destroyed. But see, people don't talk about was that um, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma was rebuilt five years later. And it lasted for 40 more years until integration when black folks voluntarily abandoned it. That's why I can never happen again, because we voluntarily abandoned it. How are we going to, how can you have something like that to return when the only reason why I left is because we left it, you see, and here's something else, more, more education for anybody that, that doesn't really know. When Rosa Parks was doing the whole thing about, you know, sitting in the front of the bus and all this and that, it was, that was a plan. That was a plan thing. It wasn't just like she just happened to sit there and didn't want to get up. She was used because she was elderly and whatnot. It was part of a plan to protest against segregation. We didn't really need to do that because we had our own black bus lines. What's the point of protesting to sit on a white bus in the front when you have your own bus line? You see what I mean? So when integration happened, it, it kind of killed the, it, it, it you can't have that Black Wall Street, Harlem, New York City. You can't have those come back because we had to kind of be in those places. And even when we had our own neighborhoods and had our own stuff, it was like, nah, let's go over here to the white stuff and take part of that. Negro League, same thing. When Jackie Robinson crossed over, he was a traitor. He was a traitor for leaving because we had our own baseball league. So... It, it never happened again. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think you would agree that the black conservative movement is a very small movement? Yes. Yes. So do you think, because a lot of people respect you, you know, for what you do. It's great. It's great work. You're not hating. Um, and what Candace does, you know, great work. What Officer Tatum does, great work. Um, Larry Elder, etc. Do you think that because it's a small movement and a very respected movement on what you do with, say, the Constitution, uh, rights, what it means to be Black in America, that you, the movement, or Black shit, if you would like to call it that, or that piece, um, should have their own thing going on, such as like a, I'm not going to say like a Walt Disney World but like a something where people like um, can go to just kind of be like to just, I don't know, like a, I don't know what I would call it. A, a place where almost like a black wall street in a sense, not like that, but um, I, I don't understand the question. You got, you got to, you got to, you got to just, you got to just, you got to just ask, ask a question and don't try to beat around the bushes. Ask a question. I won't be offended. Just ask a question. Oh, no, no, I don't think you'd be offended. I was just saying, like, like a place where, like, uh, the movement can have a place of, like, a 
do you think there could be a, a, a time and a place in the future where people can go to just engage in what it means to be a black conservative? I mean, you, like, you, you can do that anywhere. I mean, you don't, you don't need a place. Like you, you, don't, you don't need no safe space to do that. You can do that anywhere. We can just, we, 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 we meet up in places. We can go to hotels. So that's beauty. We could go wherever we want. We could be, we could rent out a place, have an event. We can have, just like the, the Blexit events, you can have those anywhere you want. Rent out a venue, get some money together. We can just go to, you know, to somebody's house. We can go, we can do whatever. Like, I could just say to some guys, hey, man, let's go to Atlanta right now. Let's go to XYZ Hotel and let's have a party. Let's just get together, do whatever we want to do. So there's no need for no, like I a mean, particular I, place to do that. I don't understand what you're trying to say. I don't, I don't get it. No, I mean, like, like, I feel like you and, you know, just you as one human person just can have a point, like, like a, a black conservative, um, I don't know, place where people can go to just gather, like, not just a hotel room. I feel like that's like kind of. No, I, I didn't say I, I didn't, like I didn't say I didn't say a hotel room. I'm talking about a hotel like like a convention center. Like you you go to a hotel. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean you could do that anywhere though. So there, there's no need. My point is there's no need Most for a particular there's there's no need for a particular space to do that. Where it's like black conservative land. There's no point in doing that. Okay, let's let's have an event at the Marriott. We're not a venue. We could do whatever we want. There's no need for like a particular place to do that. So I, I understand your question. But my answer to you is that we can do whatever we want, wherever we want. So there's no need for a particular place to be isolated to. It, it, it doesn't make no sense. I don't really. Nah, there's no point in doing that. All right. All right. I got you. I mean, hey, take it easy. Love what you do. <laughs> Good job. Keep it up. You know, the same old, same old. You're doing your thing. So that's all that I ask. All right. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. All right. Take it easy. Um, they, they do have those, like the RNC, they have stuff like that, like a black resource center, but I don't really see the, I mean, I guess it could be cool for certain things, but as far as us and people that I know, what we do, we, we're everywhere. We go all over the country and do whatever we want. You know what I'm saying? If I, I, know, if I know some guys in Miami, like, hey, let's go do X, Y, and Z. And it doesn't have to be a black only thing. You can have anybody come through. I think the most important thing would be for us to kind of just get anybody who wants to get on a conservative train there. That's the main thing. All right, Sweet, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? I, I'm glad Texas is uh, moving those illegal immigrants that cross the border to D.C. because what, what happens is these liberals, they don't care what people, you know, conservative states go through. You know, so to them, I think with liberals they want the borders wide open just so a bunch of you know immigrants come over because they look at them as voters but they don't understand the economic problems that it causes the uh, state so i'm glad that they're um texas is putting that burden on dc and 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 it's funny that the mayor is whining about it but you know it's like most like what most people black people whine about when the prices go up and things of that nature, or, you know, they want to talk about, you know, gender issues or, you know, black men talk about how they can't be men. Well, you keep voting for these Democrats. So they going to change. Like, are you willing to change your voting patterns? No. Are you willing to demand anything? No, you just do what you are told. So now you are with the party who is pro open borders, pro little immigrant, don't care how economically it affects black people don't care at all. You people think that there's going to be some type of um, black 
brown, yellow, whatever color, um, um, unified group to go after white people. And it doesn't exist. I, I, I feel like black liberals are the only people on this planet that think that there's some type of coming together of the races to attack the white man. It doesn't exist. Everyone else is worried about their economic prosperity. We're the only ones still worried about white people. So deal with these legal immigration, I mean, these uh, legal immigrants, because you're not going to change your voting habits. You know, and, and, you know, I think she's trying to low-key, trying to say it's a problem, but then, you know, it's like they want to talk out of both sides of their mouth. They want to first say it's a problem that they are coming through the border, but then let's say, let's say hypothetically Biden does something about it, like, you know, somewhere Texas stopped doing it. Well, okay, but what about Texas? Okay, what, what, nothing. You don't care. Just, 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 just cross the border. But yeah, man, I, I don't understand these liberals because to me, um, if, if we have a country that's the, the number one economic country in the world where everyone wants to come through and we have open borders, it just, like, why do we have a country? It just, I, I don't understand the logic behind open borders. Unless there's two things, is it's for big businesses so that they can get cheap labor and Democrats want votes. But that's it, because illegal immigration does not benefit any American. Like, Mike, man, I live here in Dallas, Texas, man. Black people down here, especially liberals, they don't even like illegal immigration. You know, they say, that they say I don't like Trump, but I do agree with him about that, that border. You know what I'm saying? They want something done about it because it, it's really affecting the economy out here. But yeah, man, I, I, you know, but like, I, you know, the same thing with those black people. You keep voting for them. So, you know, deal with it. If you're having economic problems or if you are a low-income African-American and you complain about, oh, they are taking over our construction jobs or whatever, other job, deal with it. That's how you vote. Deal with it. And, you know, um, the, the other thing I want to say is this, man, um, with that Aerie Spears and Tiffany Haddish situation, man, um, that was a nasty video. And um, I'm not condoning that video, but I'm also not blind as to the uh, reason why Aerie Spears would blow up like this. Because you got to understand, Aerie Spears is never in the media, man. And I feel like this is like. Um, a retaliation for what he said about Lizzo. Yes. Once again, I'm not condone. I'm not condone that video. But we can do two things at once. We can con condemn the video, but then also keep our eyes open on the agenda. This is this is a straight up retaliation. Tiffany Haddish got sniped in the process. She was not the target, but I think this was the most um, darn thing they can find about them. And you know what that shows to me. It, 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 and, you know, once again, where the black liberal fails at, what they'll always fail at, which is why no progress is made for black people, is that these white liberals, they only promote the worst aspects of us. Like, they, they are promoting obesity, especially in our women. Like, if you look at what's the number one killer of black people, it's like heart disease, obesity, just things dealing with bad health. And they... And they sit there and they promote it. And if you look at the type of woman Lizzo is, man, like what she represents on Instagram, just, all, you know, butt always out. Or she would go to a, a public basketball game with her kids there and, and, and cut out a cutout of her butt to where it's exposing and, and, and bend out and, and, and show it. And no, and we don't see that as a moral. Black people can't say, wait a minute. 
we got some type of uh, morality in our community. We're not going to represent that. It's like we don't say anything. It's and you know it's it's like you you go girl you are free, love your body. It's 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 all the dysfunction in our community elevated by the media. Most of the media is controlled by white liberals. They elevate the worst problematic stereotypical stuff in our community, so that way we can remain dysfunctional. And in our dis dysfunction, we remain economically poor and broke. And then. The white liberal comes swoop down as our, our hero saying, well, we're going to offer you this and that. And I don't know when black people are going to wake up against this, but all the little police um, brutality stuff that they always talk about, all this black-white uh, racial income gap, none of that is ever going to close until they wake up and they start putting some political pressure on the Democratic Party, start demanding things, and, and then if they don't get their needs met, Control our narrative, and then and then black people acting like they're so scared to call out anything immoral and allow another race of people elevate the most immoral things in their community. Then we're gonna remain on the bottom. That's all I gotta say, bro. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. All right, take care. Great call, <laughs> very very good call, as always from my man Tariq. All right, let's go to. Hold on one second. The calls are coming in. Y'all give me a second to get caught up. 203, you don't lie. Who are you speaking to? Hey, what's up, ABL? It's all good, man. What's happening? Mr. Anthony. Loving the show. I caught it a little bit less. But, um, listen, you you into uh, Marvel? Um, Somewhat, yes. So, what does the uh, monkeypox coronavirus have to do with Hollywood and Joe Biden? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, have you ever seen uh, Captain America? Yes. So, in Captain America, when he wakes up, and he's running throughout, uh, what the heck is that? Oh, Lord, I'm having a brain fart over here. It's Times Square. And he's looking around right before uh, um, he's getting captured. There's a spot where it shows a corona bottle and the virus on the right. This is 2011. Okay. So I'm saying like this, because I kind of agree with something you had said earlier. You said, yo, Hollywood and all these movies, they always project something beforehand so that, you know, the regular normies are just more accepting to it. It's almost like a form of uh, MK Ultra. I don't know if you believe in all that stuff. But um, there was something correlating with that where when Joe Biden got elected, Kamala Harris and him were walking, I think it was in February, 
2021, February, early February. It's winter. And they're walking, I, I, I would presume to be like near the White House or maybe their other, you know, uh, stage studio. And in the background, I spotted something where it looks like Balfamet. Do you know what Balfamet is? Yeah, like the um, the sat- 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 satanic symbol, satanic statue. Yeah, exactly. So, so Balfamet, when you look at its, you know, erectile parts, <laughs> I don't want to be too uh, grotesque here. Um, it's actually the symbol for ambulance. Okay. So it's the sprint on the rod, which is correlated with uh, the biblical thing when Moses said, hey, we got to, you know, kind of like, we got to heal yourselves from this sin that you have done. But they took it and perverted it in a manner kind of like pharmacia. Sorry, sorry, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to ask a question. Like, where, where are we going with this? I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to follow you well, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, because remember you were talking about his new uh, monkeypox dude, right? I, I said what the now? Monkeypox, the monkeypox dude on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So this is all like satanic, bro. Like okay. legit. Like it. Ah, uh, you know what? Maybe I should have formulated it a little bit better. But it, it it's all correlating. If you look at like what they've been building up to in regards to the coronavirus, the monkeypox, all this homosexuality, and you know, look, you do you. That's cool. But the prerogative is pretty much to pervert any genealogy. Okay. That's why they're pushing it onto the kids with right. this child grooming. And they do it through pretty much entertainment. And all these politicians are in it on it. Right. I'm, I'm with you, man. But I got a few more calls and I got to get to. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Sure. No problem. All right. Now. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go to 918. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Oh, ABL, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. What's happening? Hey, it's JB Scott from Oklahoma. How you doing? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Yeah. They got some interesting calls and topics tonight. I mean, really good. Uh, what was I going to say? The... The D.C. illegals, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that one for a second. It, that was, I saw, I watched your video you had about it earlier, and uh, that is a rich story. Yeah. Mayor Bowser and whoever the heck that city councilwoman was just complaining about it. It's like, well, here you go. But you went. What you vote for is what you, you know, you, you wanted the orange man out. You wanted the border wall to not get constructed. Okay, well, there you have it. Yeah, yeah. And it's right at your front doorstep. Now you got to deal with it. 
And yeah, I thought that was that was brilliant. Yeah. And the fact that they're having a deal with them now is just oh, that's amazing. Alright, a couple more announcements. Um my smoke detector batteries are fixed. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I got you a new subscriber, okay, this really good friend of mine. I met her on, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online. We've been friends for like over a year, and, you know, I'm trying to get her red-pilled, and she's getting there. And she's just kind of lurking right now, listening. You know, she won't call in, but I told her I was going to call in and give her a shout-out. Her name is Vampy. And she hated that. She was like, you better freaking not do that. I'm like, no, I'm going. <laughs> well, yeah. well shout, shout out to her. And, you know, if you're watching, thank yeah, you for watching. Shout out to Vampy. Yeah. Yeah, she's learning a lot of truth from you. I mean, she really is. A lot of truth that she never knew about. Well, glad to hear it for sure. But, um, yeah. And yeah, I just that's really about all I got to say. Uh Queen Elizabeth, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not down with the whole British royal family either, you know, but hey, she was a sweet lady, you know, so I got nothing I got nothing bad to say about her, you know. You know. She was a nice lady. But yeah, I don't believe in, you know, like monarchies and royalty anymore either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, all right, buddy. Love you, man. Love everyone in the chat and have a good night, dude. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. All righty. Let's go to 773. You know what I'm speaking to? ABL. It's your uh, retired Chicago police officer, friend. How you doing? I'm all right, man. Can't complain. So I just wanted to make a few points. First of all, the gall of uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, they sent uh, uh, all those immigrants uh, or those, um, you know, those immigrants here, and then she put them on a bus and put them to the suburbs and paid a hotel room in the suburbs to house those people. When we have more than enough, you know, room in uh, empty hotel rooms in Chicago, not that I want them here, but the goal of her to push them off on a suburban, uh, you know, on a suburban community. Unbelievable goal. Yeah, that's crazy. The next thing I want, yeah, the next thing I wanted to make was the point about this uh, no cash bond. So that starts January 1st, by the way, no cash bond. Not only does it mean the people in the future who are arrested it means the people who are already in cook county uh jail because there's people in cook county jail that couldn't come up with the bond money for robbery for second degree murder and for all those other crimes that you know was mentioned in that bill and they're going to be released so you know i one of the aldermen they were crying racism and this and that and you know, um, you know, they didn't care when the when the crime was in the black community and all that. But here's here's my point. You know, 
they're being released, many of them, not all, but many of them are being released to the poor communities. So the uptown area is a very mixed and white community that's very poor, where a lot of people get arrested and the crime is high. Then there's, you know, the, the south side places in Chicago that's uh, mostly black. And that's really all these people are being released to. The criminals, no matter what race they are, are being released to the communities that are the poorest and that have the highest crime. And that's who's going to have to deal with that. You know, they're not being released to my neighborhood up here in, in, you know, in cop land and in, you know, city worker land. You know, in my neighborhood, it's all single family homes. It's all people that work. Uh, it's expensive, but it's not the highest, the uh, you know, uh, property values. But there, there's, it's very stable where I where I live. It's within the city limits because you have to live in a city to work for the city. And uh, you know, they're not going to be released here. They're going to be released in those neighborhoods that that you know have the most crime. Here's an actual statistic. It's only September, uh, ABL. And so far, there's been 500 even, 500 homicides in Chicago. Just this month, it's the 10th of September, just this month, 27 homicides. This month alone, 27 homicides already, and it's only September the 10th. You know, so these policies that these leftists are, are you know, proposing and not even proposing that, that they're passing, these policies are only going to make that crime go up. And here's my biggest beef with the whole thing is that, so I, I forgot her name. I, it, it, she's from uh, the Young Turks, that Anna, the female from Young Turks. She did a video, I saw a little video clip where she was outraged that somewhere in California, they let a repeat offender out that committed another crime against somebody. Well, excuse me, but it's your policies, all the things that you guys harped about that caused that. And my real beef is that they have these policies that raise crime and other things, and they don't take responsibility for it. They're always, you know, just like defund the police. As of recent, they tried to blame that on the Republicans, that the Republicans don't want to spend government money to help these cities. Well, the city budgets defunded the police. They've taken away those funds from the police, and now you want the government to, to, to give those funds back. It's an unbelievable, they just don't have any you know, cause and effect. It's not a straight line. Two and two doesn't equal four to them. Can you imagine how much crime is going to go up in this city when not only do you let people repeat offenders, just let them go. You know, after spending a little time in jail, you know, they're going to spend time in a lockup to be arrested and have their arrest report written up and get a court date. But then they get to go home and they're going to offend again. And the people in Cook County Jail are going to be let go until their court date, you know, and they just going to, you know, I listen, I saw it over and over and over again. I think I told you this um, near the end of my career. I, this young new copper arrested this guy. I looked at the guy's rap sheet. I arrested the same guy for the same thing 19 years earlier. 
19 years earlier and he's still being arrested. I was still the police. He was still being arrested. We kind of had a good laugh at it. I see we're both still doing what we do. It's, it's unbelievable, ABL. So anyway, that's my two cents. And always uh, happy to uh, participate in the show. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. Always a great call. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you enjoy what you were hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That helped me out tremendously. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, it's Tyler. What's all up, right. man? And not so much, man. What's going on? Hey, man. Hey, I. this is the thing I've been struggling with. So, anyway, I, I have a problem. I, you know the videos where people are, like, walking up to, um, to like, white people and being like, oh, hey, are you white? And, you know, and, like, putting them on the spot and being like, oh, yeah, you're white, right? You're white, so this. Like, this is my problem. Is like, I'm Sicilian. And so, you know, you go back far enough, and I'm sitting next to the black slaves in church. You know what I mean? You come, it, it, this is my thing. White supremacy is arbitrary. They, they're like, hey, Italians, hey, there's, there's a day for you. Uh, Irish, St. Patrick's Day, there's a day for you. Everyone gets invited. Why, why are we even, I feel like calling people white is a white supremacist, it, it's a white supremacist standard. Like, I, I don't even understand why people even call themselves white anymore. Well, I think that it's just based upon the history of the country because at one point, you were either white or non-white as far as the government is concerned. Then you had segregation and stuff like that. A lot of that was just government policy that has stuck with us. People have not really been able to move forward. That's kind of, that's, that's a big reason. Not, not the only reason, obviously, but that's a big reason why it's around. Yeah. I, I, I just don't like the fact that um, I feel like the standard that we've created for people or like pointing out colors or identification you know what I mean? It's 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 all based on that standard of white supremacy. You know what I mean? Whereas as opposed to like being like, oh, you're fair skinned or dark skinned. <laughs> I, I I don't. I, you you understand what I'm saying? I I because I, I I mean the Little Mermaid. I watched that. I didn't even know fucking Kaepernick was black. Well, you can't you can't cuss on the show, boss. I, like, oh, sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. No, I didn't. I didn't even know Kaepernick was black. I was sitting at a bar. They're like, he's kneeling. I'm like, why? They're like, oh, because of like Black Lives Matter and stuff. I'm like, he's not even black. <laughs> and they're like, no, he's he's half black. And I and I always thought Kaepernick looked a lot like Jesus. So you know, chalk one up for BLM. But I don't know, man. I that that's my struggle right now, man. I I, I don't like the fact that people are calling people white anyway. Because I feel like a lot of the like when when someone's like, hey, you're white, admit that you're white. It's like what they're talking about is a white supremacist standard. Like I, I like I, I I just feel like people just shouldn't hold themselves to that anymore. Anyway, that's why I called, man. Well, thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. All right, peace. Okay, I can I can kind of see his point. You know that we should kind of move forward, but I mean, realistically, are we going to do that? As far as like the racial categories, I, I won't be satisfied with us being able to acknowledge differences but get along better. That's what I will. That I, and I think we. We do a good job of that as far as most normies in America. 860, you're on the line. I'm going to speak it to. Hey, Abiel. How you doing? It's Sonia. 
All righty, I'm well. How about yourself? All right. I just wanted to vent about New York a little bit, if I may. Go for it. Um, <laughs> you had a caller um, some calls back saying that he thought that Curtis Sleva would have been a good choice for mayor, but it's too late for that because everyone went for Adams, which kind of shocked me a little bit because all of this took place after the pandemic. And for sure, with all the mandates and everything that was going on because of the pandemic, not so much the crime and all that other stuff, I'm pretty sure they would have ignored that, no problem. But I didn't think they would ignore how the Democrats proved themselves to be um, with COVID, you know, with the mask mandates and the kids not being in school and then having forcing people to get vaccinated. I just thought it was weird. So that's over with. But unfortunately, it seems to me that the same is going to happen with the governor. And they always talk about these red waves, but I don't think they're going to reach these shores. Um, I came across some statistics, and it said that um, Hochul holds a majority of support, and the numbers were for Hispanics 59% and for blacks 72%, and then for whites it was down the middle, like 44% apiece. And another thing is, is that I'm aware of who's running for governor in Arizona. I think it's Carrie Lake. She's amazing. I'm aware of what happened in Virginia, you know, at least a Republican one there. Um, I'm aware of all these other things, and I didn't even know who was running against Hochul. So I, I guess that's not a great sign. I didn't even know who it was. Is it, um, so, is it, is it Lee Zeldin? Yeah, that's his name. And I only knew that when I found these statistics. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking he is endorsed by Trump and all that, but he must not be making any kind of commotion to get people amped because, I, like I said, I hear more about Carrie Lake in a totally different state than I do about him. And uh, someone had told me, you know, people are not happy with the crime. They're not happy with this. They're not happy with that. But they just won't. They just won't vote Republican. You know, that's just a realistic thing. I know it happens in other places, but it's never going to happen in New York, is it? I don't see that happening anytime soon because people are just—they're too far gone into it. They—they're too—they are too. I guess you would say brainwashed or unwilling to go a different direction for some reason. And like I said, I know people are stuck in their ways, but I thought that the pandemic was was shaking things up and was going to open eyes. I mean, I hear that people are still wearing masks there, you know, voluntarily, <laughs> and that they're all paranoid about monkeypox. Yeah, you know, when, when monkeypox first came on the scene, when they first started talking about it, I saw an uptick in mask wearing. It's like... <laughs> You know, people are just as soon like, as they are hear, you kidding? Yeah, you see, you know, they they've been programmed already. The, the programming took like like that. You, you heard mass, 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 mass because of an illness. It's a whole different illness comes out. Okay, I put a mask back on. It's like you, you ever see that meme of the the um the horse that is mm. tethered to a plastic chair and doesn't move. The horse, yeah, could, yeah. That's, that's that's exactly how a lot of humans are trained. Good grief. And then you see the person that's in charge of the monkeypox, whatever title they gave him, monkeypox bar. He's like patient zero himself. He looks like the guy that's in charge of some other thing, nuclear energy, except that one wears a dress and identifies as non-binary. I mean, the whole administration is a circus act. Right. It's crazy. Anyway, you did a video about the BYU, and um, it was that race hoax. And while you were, you know, reading the, the article, I was stumped when I heard the quote about BYU saying that they're committed to zero tolerance of racism. 
Mm-hmm. And they sincerely apologize, blah, blah, blah. And I thought to myself, well, you know what I would do? I mean, this guy who was, I understand, escorted from the stands because of this false accusation, I would hit him with the biggest lawsuit known to mankind, and he would say that I'm committed to zero tolerance of false accusations of racism. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I mean, you can save your apologies. I'm sincerely going to sue. Yeah, because that allegation can damage somebody for their whole life beyond just that, that moment where it happened. It could stay with them forever because, like I was saying, the allegation, once it's out there, people don't always hear the, the, the backstory. They don't hear the, the follow-up, just like the whole Juicy Smollier thing. Some people, even though you had the Dave Chappelle special, you had the guys go on TV and get interviewed, some people still think that actually happened. Yeah, and then that Bubba, whatever, the NASCAR. The thing is, is that I don't, you know, I don't watch sports, but I heard that, you know, they got this guy out of the stands. And I think he's also mentally challenged, if I recall. Yes. And then you have Stephen A. Smith acting a fool, and all these people are going in. And this is before they even heard. I mean, if they had to assume who might have said it and told them, listen, we, ha- we have to do some investigation, and even still I think it's wrong because they didn't have any proof. If he doesn't sue them like the Covington kid, I don't know what. I hope he does. All the networks that ran with it, ESPN, the student at the, at the other you know, school, Duke, the one that came out who's the head of them defending them afterwards, and BYU, they all need to get um, slapped with a lawsuit. I, I'm surprised we're not hearing about it yet. Yeah, I, I'm, I am too. I mean, wouldn't you sue if it were you, if you were that fan? I think I would definitely explore my options for sure. I have to get some legal counsel and see what my next steps are. If I was able to, because that, that that's damaging. It's really, it's really, it's really, really damaging to people. It, that could save them for a long time. It wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah, just and be it about, televised. yeah, it's just like the whole Cal Rittenhouse thing. When they say all that about mm-hmm. him without having any information and that can stay with him for his whole life. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and sue for damages. And then I'm going to leave you with this. It's identity politics in Portland. They have hope, homeless encampments, just like um, California, what have you. They're lining the street so much so that you can't even get through and it's affecting guess who people in wheelchairs. So who takes over in terms of, you know, identity politics? The homeless person on the street or the actual disabled person? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Wish I knew. I'll keep listening. Thanks, ABM. Ciao for now. Thank you for the call. You're welcome. Bye. All right, a great call. And thank you all for being here yet again. I've got time for a few more. Let's go to 941. Hi, this is Tim W. Talk to you later, uh, earlier in uh, your program a few months ago. I love what you do. You know, Queen Elizabeth, I wanted to talk about her for a minute. You know, this lady, 70 years, avoided any personal scandals. And that's, like, incredible. Uh, you know, our politicians can't avoid a public scandal for five minutes, hardly. And, um, you know, Memphis... The official in Memphis that that stabbed a Republican reporter, none of that was reported. There was no reporting on him being a Democrat, you know, stabbing, stabbing a Republican reporter. That was just crazy. The brainwashing is real. Oh, yeah. Some have really drank the Kool-Aid, and, and there's no way to 
get them back. You know, they really, they still believe the Russian collusion hoax was real. And I just think, I want your opinion. I just think these people are beyond reaching, or is there any hope for some that they're just so far, uh, you know, out there with the news media and the lies that there's no way that we're going to be able to reach those people? Well, I mean, some may be able to be reached, but I think the majority may not be able to. But if we can reach some, I think that's a, that's a good start. That, that should be where we kind of focus on. Right, right. And, and what we do is we focus on the facts and not the parties. You know, like, you know, do you want higher gas prices? Do you like, you know, the open borders, uh, the inflation? You know, this was never under orange, man. You know, everybody, oh, orange man, bad. Even the people I work with, great, knowledgeable people. They own a business. You know, they employ 50 people. You know, we we make um, bike racks and boat accessories. I'm not, I'm not trying to give them a plug, so I won't mention their name. But they're just really good people. But they're so, have such chunk derangement syndrome that the media has pushed all these years you know, none of Trump's children, none of them, they've never done drugs. They work hard every day. You know, unlike the Bidens that's been living off the public teat for uh, 50 years and making millions like so many more, you know, and it's just crazy. And the Stacey Abrams, you know, she has been a election denier. She never conceded the Georgia election. I'm from Georgia originally. I live down here in the free state of Florida. And people down here still drinking the Kool-Aid from MSNBC saying that, oh, uh, Trump's, uh, I mean, um, DeSantis is a book-burning Nazi and all this. Look, dude, you live in the most free state, uh, best economic growth, and who do you think did that? It wasn't a Democrat that did it. Can you imagine Andrew Gillum? <laughs> the one that was the caught with the crack and the, the male prostitutes down here in Miami. You think he would have run this state the same way? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I had to like just rant about for a minute. But I appreciate your show. You're doing a fantastic job. And, um, we we just keep up the good work. You, Brandon Tatum, you know, Black Conservative Perspective and a lot more. You guys, I listen to you all the time and you're just doing just the God, you're doing God's work. I know you're not a religious person. You are spiritual, but you, you're just doing the good work, man. And just keep up the good work. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Thank you. Keep it up. Bye. All right, a great call. Let's go to 262. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me, 262? This is 262. How are you in ABL? I'm doing all right about yourself. Uh, not too bad. I was just wondering, has that movie My Hunter Biden come out yet? I believe it's out. I think it came out on Wednesday of this week. Have you seen it yet? I've not seen it yet. Uh, I was just wondering about that because I, I've been on your show a couple of times and I, talk, and I made jokes about corn pop 
I just thought it was pretty funny about that they actually brought corn pop into the mix in 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 the movie. Yeah, that that so was, was that was that good. you had seen the movie. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a good surprise about the whole corn pop thing. I, I really enjoyed that part. Yep, I look forward to that as well. Definitely. All right, well, that's all I was wondering. I don't want to waste any of your time. You have you have yourself a good night, sir. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Good night. All right, I'll check it out. I'll go ahead and buy it. Somebody said it's free somewhere. I'll go ahead and buy it. Seven seven three. You're in the line. We're speaking to. Hey, Abel. <clears throat> First off, Abel, <clears throat> have you seen seen the mind of Jamal's video explaining what a pedocrat is? Specifically, anyone who voted for Joe Biden, fully knowing that <clears throat> he did naughty things with his own daughter, Viva the Ashley Biden diary and denied that because some fake news media covered it up. Yeah, I've not seen that. Okay, please, please do check the video out. And <clears throat> any of your trove callers like Ivan, who comes around and tries to defend Joe Biden, point blank because CNN said so, kindly use, mm-hmm. use that word, word to define them, them as a retort, because that's pretty much the definition of what they're doing doing but once you see the video you'll get the full definition of what it is right on okay anyway have you been following closely on these fbi stories and scandals even from the warrant to now them rating 50 plus <clears throat> trump supporters and allies and maybe even coming after us next i've read about the trump supporters that they rated and then i read it then i read about some of the Trump allies. So I think there might have been two separate incidents, right? The Trump supporters and then Trump allies. It was two different raids. Well, there are 50, 50 plus of them. Initially it was 35, but they're kind of interconnected. Anybody who has any type of connection to Trump, like Rudy Giuliani, <clears throat> and even going back to raiding Mart Lago again. <clears throat> okay. But I don't know all the details about every single person out there, but I've Heard it from Black Conservative Patriot yesterday and and read it from the Gateway Pundit and Tucker Carlson. Carlson has it. Has it. <clears throat> and this woman on his show explains the abuse of power of the DOJ on this one. Okay. Anyway, if anyway, if you ever do a full solo live stream on this FBI corruption. You know, it'll be a pretty much informative debate because now everybody has read the warrant, warrant and know full well that both the warrant for the Mar a Lago raid, as well for these so-called warrants to raid Trump supporters and his allies, even blackball following any type of lawyer to represent Trump, is both illegal and unconstitutional. Right. Specifically for Mar. Largo raid item four, which is pretty vague, says anything from 2017 to 2021 <clears throat> that they see anything that connects him to any supposed crime, basically a fiction exposition. Right. Yeah. 
like I said, there's a few YouTubers who have it, how to Black Conservative Patriot has it if you're interested. Press it through the warrant if you haven't or not. <clears throat> but my big question for practically everybody, everybody here, especially the haters, <clears throat> given the FBI by raid and what's happening now, as well as Biden's Hitler speech, <clears throat> dear leftists, please explain to us how are we Trump supporters, the fascists, when what Biden has done and the DOJ weaponizing the DOJ and the FBI against your political opponents is the exact definition of what fascism is in a dictatorship. So please explain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Leave that question on the back burner of your mind. Mind every single time. Time a liberal, liberal or a Democrat trash calls calls in and tries to argue that point with you because this whole episode this past month, <clears throat> even going on far into election season, is pretty much troubling, troubling and alarming, which is why this FBI story should be on the top of every single third of radar, radar and exactly what the founding fathers fought against, specifically the British Parliament from illegally searching and seizing their property to be, be British soldiers and arrest any, quote, rebels. Right on, man. Well, thank you for your call as always. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Good night. All right. I got time for maybe one more. Let's go. Okay. I tried to answer that one, but it didn't go. I give it one. I give it like a little, like a, um, another minute. Then I go to wrap it on up, put the bow on top. But you guys have been the best audience anywhere on the internet. So thank y'all for that. I couldn't do the show without you. So I appreciate you for being here. All right, let's go to 818. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. Um, sorry, tonight I have not been uh, following your full show tonight. So I don't know everything that you covered. But uh, uh, recently the cut caught, caught my eye was, uh, do you see that whole controversy going on with the uh, Little Mermaid movie or, or uh, how they race off the, 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 the Little character. Mermaid? Yes, I saw it. So, you know, uh, I, you know personally, I, I normally don't mind when they do that, uh, you know, especially when they do it in style. Like, for example, Nick Fury, that was, that was a great iteration of how they did it. But, um, you know, when they go into a lot of this kind of stuff, you know, obviously they're putting a hyperdrive, but, uh, you know, one of the things I would love to see them do for race swapping, and hear me out here, I think this is real funny, is if that, because I saw a meme not too long ago about that, is that, uh, you know, if they did Tarzan. And the thing is, the fact of the matter is, they probably would never do Tarzan because of the fact that they don't want a black guy uh, running around looking like a monkey. Okay, Hello? so was there, is there, like, what's, what's, what's... No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, uh, what's so really funny is that they're trying to go all these diversity and everything else, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's, they're just, you know, full of it. And so, I mean, the thing is, it's, uh, it, it's like a little jokes, you know, where uh, these companies probably go, try to go very, very far 
but you know, it's just a whole underlining thing. I, I don't know if you saw that meme. I thought it was a funny meme. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just uh, something I thought it's like, you know what? If they want to race swap, go for it. I don't mind. I would love to see them do Tarzan, but they never would because they, I know that they would be, uh, you know, a lot of pushback is, you know, kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. You good. No, I just, uh, I wanted to, you know, say that, you know, like I, I just thought kind of saw a lot of that. Usually I kind of ignore it. Uh, but I just thought it was kind of funny. And, uh, there's a lot of uproar about, you know, the little mermaid and stuff like that. And with Disney and, uh, you know, I saw a meme recently. It's like, yeah, let's, let's see him do Tarzan. <laughs> but they never will. I just thought it was kind of funny to and kind of highlight that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I just like to go ahead and say, you know, love your show. You you always hit everything on the uh, on the head, and uh, you know, thank you so much. And uh, you know, I hope you have a great night. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, that'll be a wrap for the show. Thank you guys for being here. The, the comments, I'm reading the comments. You guys are hilarious. Shout out to y'all. But thank you guys for being here yet again. I will be back live again on Wednesday. I'm, I don't have any travel plans this Wednesday, so I should be here. I shouldn't miss no shows anytime soon, but hopefully we can keep to that and I can stay for a while. All righty. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap it on up. Oh, shout out to the mods for doing what you do. You guys are the best. Couldn't do it without you. And thank you to everybody that's been watching, sharing, retweeting, whatever you want to do. Thank you for that. This is a podcast, so catch the replay on video if you want to after the show is over with or go to your favorite audio streaming platforms whether they be google play spotify stitcher anchor etc links for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search abl live i should pop right on up uh super chat see i read right quick then i wrap it on up put the bow on top Thank you to Wahab Abdul, who says, this is for the cap you're wearing. Thank you for that. Jake from State Farm says, some of the news reporting on, uh, I guess maybe some of the best news reporting on these YouTube streets. Thank you. Thank you to William Livingston for the Hungry Hungry Hippo emoji donation. I guess that's what that is. Thank you to Mike Tyson II for the book and the prayer hand emojis with a donation. Thank you for that. Thank you to Caius Posthumus, who says, Water in New York City gives people pol uh, polio. Thanks, Mayor Adams. Yikes. <laughs> Not polio again. Thank you to Boat vs. Windshield who says, May the Queen rest in peace. Long live the King. Bob K. MIT says, Sadly, TDS is real. We need a vaccine for that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you to Kai's Posthumus who says, The California fast food app will destroy specialized work. Correct. Boat vs. Windshield says, Did you see John Stewart pin the medal on a Nazi? I did not see that. Interesting. They always show their true colors, don't they? I mean, <laughs> good grief. Thank you to Blast Radius, who says, Joe Biden administration reflects that of the days of the Emperor Caligula of Rome. Alphabet sickos and feminists everywhere in that administration making insane decisions. Correct. Both versus Winshield also says, this will be the year of long knives for the National Socialist American Workers Party. There we go. Thank you guys for being here yet again. Like I said, I'll be back live on Wednesday. And I'm here pretty much every day putting out pre-recorded videos, but that will be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.